One one. I am BJ Ryan. Episode one hundred and thirteen. Sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder. Bet smarter at Betfair. Uh, back in studio. One one HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. How are you? Good. Cripper's here. Cripper's here. Cripper's I've seen here. him. He's, only, he's half a meter from me. He's yeah. here. How are you, Crip? Good boys. Thanks once again for having me on. Probably my time on the one one this might be the least enthused i'm about a card oh, but i know what it does make for i reckon when the confidence is low it makes for good discussion so looking forward to it nonetheless no exactly right i spoke to you yesterday we had a bit of a chit and said uh, i don't know why i put on a kiwi accent then and i uh, had a quick chat and uh, i told you oh, i like this card pretty excited and i've done four of the ten and as i said i don't think i found a bet in the last six so uh some intriguing races though um which will sort of a very uh, very varying opinion so perhaps between us we can nut out an extra bet we otherwise might not have had Brad went up early on uh, four of the ten. Did you yesterday? like how Brad went up this morning on nine of the ten? He didn't go off on Alatorian's race. Is that right? Yeah, he didn't go. I just love it. Feels, to me, it feels like intent yeah. from McManus. He said, well, this is going to shit in. Yeah. Uh, it's going to dominate them. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go up because I'm not worrying about being the bookmaker here. I'm just going to be the punter. Right. So gotcha. I don't think that was his thought process exactly, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. What do you end up going up? Oh, uh, well, he didn't go up. That's the thing. He didn't go up. So I think Hal is about eight nine. Oh, bucks. that's right. Because yeah, yeah, he's in the ownership. Yeah, yes. about eight nine. Sorry, bucks. I'm so with you. Yeah. yeah. So it is Magic Millions race day at Pinjarra uh, this Saturday. There's a twelve seater bus heading up there, Guru. Um, friends of the one one, fellow owners of Halatorian and Material Witness, got a few runners and new yes. yes, new head, yeah, yeah. And it's just as I said, it's a shame we couldn't uh, get a few more because um, yeah, I think Sponge was pretty keen once because Yemen wasn't. Gonna go and so, Gallo so would have came, Chucky would have came. You got four runners. Four and yeah, we got four on the card. I said, I think if one runs a hole, I'll be I'll be happy. They're all sort of gonna go around at a at a price. Um, but in saying that, um, I don't think they're all completely without hope. Yemen might be without hope, but the other three aren't completely without hope. Yemen less in the three year old trophy race. Yeah. Well three. most importantly, it's the return of Newhead. Yes. Brave. Brave. Brave, Crip, I was going to ask you about Newhad, Crip. What do you do with a horse like Newhad? Uh, you hear from us that Luke's sort of happy with her, how she, she, she's going. She. That's good, Terry, how she's going first up. She's got nice figures, data-wise. Like some of her best runs are up there with um, the best of the bunch. Is she a horse that's come up? We'll get to her in more detail later, but is she a horse that's come up uh, as a live hope? I'll say as a live hope for you. Um, well, the first I've heard of it about is she going well, is she? Uh, Luke, Luke's happy. Luke's yep. happy she's going well, yeah. But if you ask Luke, I don't think any of his runners have ever not gone well. <laughs> so well, Yemen's going to dominate at 200 to 1 apparently. He can um, – he does get them to go good without a trial, so I guess mm. that's not a concern. But what was a concern for me – am I right in saying she was an injury-enforced layoff? Mm -hmm. Bang on, yep. So 241 days. Yeah, I think she's a chance, but um, most of the horses in that race are, I think, so yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. That's all we needed to hear. Now, Cripper. Cripper's declaring it. <laughs> we saw your name in the ownership uh, of a horse last Saturday. How did you get involved in some sort with the gang Jimmy Brothers? Yeah, so through a friend of the podcast, Andrew Walker. He, what up? What up, Walks? What up, Walks? <laughs> Not sure how he got involved, but just said there was a couple of uh, small shares available, so Dane Hollingworth and myself jumped in. This probably sums up where I'm at with horse racing ownership. So, you know, 
I'm pumped, <laughs> I'm pumped to be on board, but it was the last race on Saturday. I was at a friend's 30th lunch, so I'd had a few, but I ended up having something on Crystal Dame when it drifts out to five or six bucks, and I actually forgot some sort was in the race until I saw it. <laughs> The whole time I was fixed on Crystal Day, and then the numbers popped up, and I saw, and I thought, "Oh, that's my horse." It actually just ran third. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to be Bob Peters of WA, but uh, no, nah, it's good to fund of just yeah, keep the uh, ownership dream alive. And one in the stables, pretty good. Pull up or up? Yep, yep. <laughs> so I think there's a thousand meter race in probably a fortnight on uh, from Saturday. So I think it will be quite a. Uh, Good little contest, but no, this will test you is absolutely flying mm. out, isn't she? So Certainly is. like, I'd imagine there'd be horses like that going to it. So could be uh the sparks could be flying early. Mm. Speaking of racehorse ownership, we uh, uh four of us in the uh one one podcast team went along to the Own the Dream WA event at Pinjarra Park on Sunday. Another just terrific um setup there where the, there was a marquee just as you walk in on, on the grass, not um Walking distance from the uh, from the mounting yard there, and um, yeah, there was just again. Well, I just I'm I'm really impressed with how professional professionally run these whole shows are, and uh, they had mini games, punting uh, challenges, and um, uh, big prizes on offer actually to um, to the to the leading tipster on the day, and um, yeah, we we won a mini competition and got to spend some time in the winners' circle. Uh, we were joined actually by uh, Ian O'Connor, who uh, obviously the publican at the Mundaring Hotel. He was um, quite happy to chime in the winners' enclosure because he was <laughs> needed to drown his sorrows after uh, his horse Quillo. Quillo was heavily backed and uh, failed to uh, flatter in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the opening event of the day. So um, Butchie was the breeder, owner, strapper of Quillo. So he was um, he was a little bit concussed after she ran unplaced. And so he needed a beer and it was good. We got to got to hang in there and um, there was fashions on the field contests and our man, Eddie Murphy, he dressed to impress. And all I got to say is like the, uh, he just absolute stitch up in the fashions on the field. Didn't he win? Didn't he, didn't, oh. didn't win, didn't he run second? Didn't run a hole. Brad Shepard was the, uh, was the judge for the men's fashions on the field. Three words, grow up, Brad. Oh no! Yeah, dead set. <laughs> so that no, was great. We uh, so the, the the show rolls on this weekend. There's a track work um, event starts five thirty in the morning <laughs> on Saturday at Ascot. Uh, there's only I think only three of the six are, are available. Tommy's off to a wedding. Terry and I are off to Pinjarra. So Eddie, Jason, and my father will be in attendance at track work on uh, Saturday morning. And then of course the finale is the uh, is the Own the Dream finale event, which is on in a couple of Fridays' time. So having lots of fun, meeting lots of great people, uh, racing enthusiasts. So uh, keep up the good work, everyone there at Own the Dream and uh, looking forward to, um, yeah, uh, the event on Saturday and then the uh, the finale in two weeks' time. Uh, also, Terry mm. and Cripper, as you're well aware, we're, when we were at Lawn Bowls a few weeks ago when Narogen got abandoned and our race names got washed away, we have a 1-1 WA Racing podcast handicap at Narogen on Sunday for uh, Narogen Cup Day. So... Um, what, about the, what about the comical names though? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we might try and squeeze them on the final meeting of the. I think it's one more narrowgen to go, so we'll talk to Kathy at the club and see what we can do there. What have they so. given us? A forty-six plus over eleven hundred meters race for not even a quaddy leg. Yeah, it's a real, real lack of respect. <laughs> pretty, pretty flat by that. Who's going to win that? Let's have a quick look. If you had to pick one name from the list that was washed away, which one would you go with? 
Probably the grow up, yeah, the but grow I'm up. a big, I'm just a massive fan of the bread bags. You know? <laughs> I really like the bread bags. I, to be honest, gun to my head, I'm going to go with the bread bags. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to go with the bags. I hope we can get it on a card at some point because I would love to make it a little bit of an annual uh, tradition to say who can win this year's edition of the bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So uh, we did our WA Racing wish list last week. Terry, Good. Lockie well, Taylor and myself, yeah, had a few phone calls during the week and mm. spoke to some people at Pinjar on Sunday who tuned in and people had lots of um, – Lots of good things to add. I won't throw you under the bus, Cripper, but is there anything like from your business point of view, like punting, wagering, that side of the game, which I'm not as familiar with that you would like to see implemented or any suggestions for us moving forward? Yeah, I've got one. My uh, 2022 wish list is whoever the culprit is at uh, Green Tab who is moving prices before the rest go up, I want to see them publicly executed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll second Stone that. Stone tanked, I don't care. I'll second that, Can you yeah. just, can you just I explain, want it to, be explain to I want the, it to be long and painful. Explain to the listeners what, what, what ha- what's happening here. So basically, as it always is, Bet365 go up first. Prices don't move because no one's got an account. Is this, for, is this for set days only or for all meetings? For all uh, meetings, all basically. Meetings, yeah. 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 Uh, in more recent so much times. in the country, actually. No, I don't well, think it's I'm been happening. Yeah, you wouldn't look at that. No, yeah. I think it's happening in the country. Okay, so, so someone Metro, pretty city yeah. based. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I feel like everyone sort of you write down what prices have come up that you like, and then you just sit and wait for everyone else. And in more recent times, Green Tab have basically just been copying Bet Three Six Five, but there's been a probably at least an hour between everyone else going up after that. And there's someone who's got a marked account at the moment. Well, there might be a few people, but they're basically going in and just sniping anything that's a decent price i could imagine they'd only be getting on for small amounts because it takes a while they're for marked everyone else to go up after green probably another well, it depends 10 minutes but it can be an hour yeah so basically they're just working for green to have fixing their just mistakes and yeah. markets mm-hmm. they're getting paid um yeah small amounts. that's the very it's the and we well, you know we're not going to get the gifts all too often but it's it's always the very obvious ones like and you hope for a gift uh, once every few weeks it's nice for a gift. it's always the very obvious ones that are um, and because it's a market, it, it's because it's a market account that they make that significant adjustment. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, some yep. of the flux are wild. They're so. big. You got, yeah, you they're got double, betting two or three times. Right? Uh, the good example was actually sort of even though Mosquito. I ended up Mosquito was one heart, heart trader. It didn't win, but it was a good example. Yeah. I thought. Uh, yesterday, uh, phone me and Coley. They went up three sixty. Phone me and five fifty. Coley. And if I could get my hands on those prices, Did Coley, what, Coley got five fifty. Yeah, five fifty. I missed Green went up early. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Um, I would. That would have been like a max bet for me. Phone me, save Coley. So they actually might have. Yeah, they've obviously saved me a few dollars there because. Yeah. I, only did my uh, great I Only did my money on phone me and not Coley because it was too short by the time that rest went up. But uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, frustrating. Yeah, all right, that's fine. very stressful. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> Track down the culprit. Yeah. Hey, uh, Terry, this one's for you, mate. So, uh, actually, Cripple was there the, the night of the uh, WA Thoroughbred Racing Awards night. We were mm. we were nominated for the media award, and uh, we didn't collect we didn't salute on that particular occasion uh, just want to run you past a couple of interesting things that i've picked up on twitter in the last couple of weeks greyhound racing awards were on recently and the media award was won by the big three podcast david short harry buchanan and shane williams congratulations guys and then last night at the harness or two couple of nights ago at the harness racing awards night the media award was won by Talking Harness with Michael Radley and Glenn Mortimer. So I feel like uh, we walked so they could run, Terry. Uh, the 
our loss has uh, led to their gain and the podcasts are now getting recognised widely for their contribution to the uh, to the codes. Major what do you think? Reaction. <laughs> yeah. 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 As my mother once said when I was young, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So. I, I, actually Googled, I actually, and I'm going to go on about it one more time, Googled Frizzy the other day. I, was like, I, want to read, I just want to read some of his good work. Couldn't find the horse racing article. Tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a judge for the awards this time next year or next season because I'm sure the one one will get nominated again and there is going to be a bit of heat on it. Hush publicised. Tell you what. <laughs> I'm going, to get, I'm going to get shirts made up. Like, um, who was the team that got shirts made up? I think it was AC Milan. This is a long time ago. I don't know what you follow your uh, your soccer crit, but they played against Liverpool in the um, Champions League final. They were 4-0 up at halftime or something like that, and they got the shirts ready. Some even had them underneath their shirts, like champions, whatever, and then Liverpool scored four in the second half, one in the penalty shootout, Jersey Dudek. Uh, it was some, don't quote me the exact numbers. It was something like that, and um, they look like gooses. <laughs> but I'm thinking about getting shirts made up, podcast, champions, 2020, what will it be, 22? Um, and then we can look like gooses. Yeah, very good. So I just thought that, that would a be a, long way. Bit, a bit of humour there, but congratulations to those, uh, those respective podcasts for their hard work and uh, carrying the message of their particular industries on the podcast format and they've been recognised accordingly by Racing Away during WA. So let's uh, let's roll on to our Magic Millions preview. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Magic Millions Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps were teaming up to record episode 113 of the 1-1, your West Australian Racing podcast. It's just after 12 noon, Thursday the 3rd. February. So the Geraldton meeting today, much to Terry's disgust, was abandoned due to the extreme heat. Esperance is on tomorrow though. Pinjara, of course, Magic Millions Day on Saturday. Narragin Cup Day or 1-1 Podcast Handicap Day on Sunday. Terry. Yep. Disappointing. I think it was hot in Gerardo, 43 mm. or something. Yep. I'm a bit worried about Steamy. the Pinjara, mate, as I said to you a couple of days ago, but I think that's now 37 or something, so we should be good to rock and roll on uh, Saturday. Otherwise, we'll be getting a bus to a pub in Mandra or something, I think. I'm not sure. Have you checked the dress code for owners? Nah, I'm wearing shorts. Though. Shorts? It's too hot. Yeah, shorts and a, shorts and a collar will get me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll wear like an Akuba or something. <laughs> you, reckon Eddie, you reckon Eddie will lend me his, uh, his, his uh, beret? His sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, but uh, the thing is I'm not going to be cheering for beret though, so that would be a bit of a conflict of interest, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets. Get out stakes competition. Don't forget the uh, the champs and challenges. Crip was the last week you were knocked off. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Still salty. You walked still into that house with your uh, yeah your, your salt grinder out, and um, yeah, no, you were stiff. But uh, we got it. We got this week, BJ. Well, we've got Toby Dunn. He's going for four, and the uh, challenger is James Jimmy Stewart, owner of well, part owner of Street Parade, one of the favourites for the Magic Millions two rod on Saturday. All right, so Terry, how's the Betfair Edge going? You're back fresh from a break. What's, yeah. uh, what's to report? Edge nah, it's going well. Enjoying the edge. Um, in and out. Miles is flying. Just see, so you got a multi yesterday. If you haven't been on Twitter, you'll, uh, you'll find out pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, I think no. you blocked him and it still <laughs> came up in my thing. I've, so. seen, I've, <laughs> seen, it. It. I've <laughs> seen it a few times. Uh, he was, we were just talking about who we're getting on for tomorrow's show, and uh, I said, did we get a multi yesterday? <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's very good value and fits. No, we've got uh, Luke Fernie on tomorrow, uh, favourite in the two-year-old and 
and mm, very close to favourite in the uh, three-year-old race. So, um, trainer of you had, of course. And trainer of Brave, mm. most importantly. So, yeah, uh, yeah LK on tomorrow and uh, rock and roll, 3 o'clock, 6, 5, 7 a.m. Available on the SEN podcast app. How's that, BJ? Very well done. Thank you. Um, you that's good. Uh, Plus, Crip will be on again. Crip. I'll pretend I haven't heard his. Actually, yes, I watched, I watched your, your video the other day. That was good. Yeah, like, I, mean, I forget they're videoing me yeah. half the time. Yeah. Should think about what I'm wearing. Yeah. Crip's best was Cheval de Vaga, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Crip right. tipped a storm last week. He went uh, two from three. It's funny when you put it, I was like, yeah, he's going to. I was actually like, yep, he'll go two from three. He'll go two from yeah. three. I was like, clairvoyance, that's dog shit, but he'll go two from three. <laughs> so, no, you tipped very well. You would have been, you would have been, been a second? happy man. Uh, sentimental coin. Oh, you would have been a happy man seeing Kesha walk to the top, wouldn't you? Uh, in the, and then when they, they, it was just still traveling and everything else off the oh. bit. They actually didn't win by as far as we thought. Fashion Queen was just about a good thing. Yeah, you know, it would have been to some degree, you know. So um, it's it's so deceptive yeah. sometimes when you're looking at the race. You think, oh, Kesha's rated this really well, marching along, utilizing the or utilizing the advantages of the on the conditions of the day. And then when the sections came through, it actually went really slow. Mm. So mm. Um, yeah, it was, there was a couple of a couple of those races where it was deceptively Live, it's deceptively yeah. strung out, and it's like, oh, well, I think Kesha went nine lengths below benchmark yeah. to the eight hundred. I've got a question. Um, back to Chevelle de Vaga. End of prep run, do you think? Uh, way it was gone then came again. Yeah, it was almost like yeah, it was had yeah. enough, but it was just such – it's a fighter. The bar shoe kicked in, you reckon, for Bruce Almighty? That was yeah. the old bar shoe late. I forgot about that. training thin in the light yeah. bedding at the top of the straight. Oh, I would have done yeah, too. Well, Chevelle was going to run last at that point in time, wasn't it? So uh, that's, a, that's a good win, though. It's a win of a horse with a few different uh, attributes to be able to be headed by It was inter- length. interesting early when there was just that slight – what it was a hesit- moment of hesitation from Chris Parton was like, do I push on and lead? Mm. And then, she, like, Kishore was just able to just to keep Cheval de Vargas' heels there. And so he just naturally improved through to take the That's lead, probably so. a part of Chris Parnham's riding. He never pushes them to find a spot ever. He mm. just lets them find it. In fact, if he could have just given that a little bit more rain, it finds the rail. Maybe it's a different result. You don't know, but that's probably one of his strengths as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that sense. Conserve so. fuel. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So we get a marching on this yeah. Magic Millions preview. We've got Daniel Cripps on to help us find a winner or two. Uh, hot 35 degrees, I think, now. Is that the revised mm-hmm. maximum for Pinjara on Saturday? Uh, <laughs> Brawl in the true position. Uh, we raced at the Scarp side last Sunday, but we're on the uh, Pinjara uh, normal circuit for Magic Millions Day this weekend. Tell you what, this uh, is always been one of my favourite betting cards, the uh, the Pinjara meeting. Between us two, Crip, I think the last two, we've uh, had reasonable days out. Or two years ago, was, I could not find a winner. Like I searched and everywhere, couldn't find one and it had an absolute all-time day. It was the white juice here at 40s, flower war at four bucks. Solid, Solid as in the last. Yeah. And then last year, Crip came out and we were recording the Wild West. You tipped... Scooter's machine, machine at twenty to one. Uh, there Bogart. was another couple. Bogart at a price, yep. and um, obviously the good thing of the month, Gemma's son. And Gemma's son, yeah. yeah, exactly right. So yeah, between us, so maybe follow BJ, BJ this yeah, time. Yeah, it's your turn <laughs> to, to stand to, up to put your boot though. I reckon we both wouldn't mind chucking our boot off a meeting at the moment. <laughs> just having a good day. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. Just to just to get stuck into one. Never hurts. Exactly right. Race one. I thought we got rid of these, ma- these maidens on a Saturday. But anyway, it's a special occasion, so we'll revisit the 1,000-metre <laughs> Tab Touch Pinjarra Cup fashions on the field, April 3 maiden, down the straight circuit at uh, Pinjarra Park. Uh, interesting that this it's a $40,000 maiden, yet it's attracted kind of a light-on sort of, sort of field, I would have thought. Um, interesting whether they – it interests me why um, – 
that these don't these metro mains don't attract a better quality of main, but maybe it's just the horses around at the moment and the fact that it's a one thousand meter straight race. But um, Lockie Taylor, we had on the show last Thursday. He's uh, his father's horse, so Lockie will be no doubt involved. Jimmy Taylor's horse, Nitro Fred. He uh, he's drawn right side of the track. Chris Parnham on board has a trial under his belt. First up, last prep was beating a whisker uh, by the Invisible Man at Belmont over the one thousand meters. Terry Cripper, have you got anything to add to the uh, thousand meter discussion? This maiden to kick T- things off. Terry, I feel like this is one of your type yep. of races. Like if you look up the pointy end of the market, I don't think that first two are any stars. So is there something down the bottom? Where you could just uh, give us a yeah a little push maybe a little a little a little I think that's the right word a little push but uh, I like horses that uh, down I reckon down the shoots a real specialist sort of mm. uh, setup so looking at horses that have uh, been down the shoot in the past and two that interest me were Balamani um, and Freedom of the Press now both of those two. On their debut runs, Freedom of the Press has had 15 goes since, but both those on their debut runs, they were tailed off like lengths behind the second last horse and they both hit the line like they were winks over mm. the final 200 metres. It was quite incredible. Freedom of the Press is the one. The, the market will find Balamani. That's, that's not going to be hard to miss and it'll start probably close to favourite. Balamani 450 at the moment. Yeah, it'll <laughs> yep. start close to favourite, I'd suggest. But Freedom of the Press is the one. It's 13 at the moment. I reckon it's only going to go the other way. On debut, its last 200 was just under, it was just under, just over half a second or about four lengths quicker than any other horse in that race, which is pretty, like, it's a real standout last 200 comparative to any other runner. Um, I think Kieran just got a little bit wrong by thinking getting this horse up to the 2000 and whatnot. So, a little freshen up, blinkers go on, Brad Rewiller on. I, yeah, look, could run last. I won't back it each way, but I reckon Betfair will throw up 20 bucks late and um, yeah, that'll probably get me for a bet. But, um, yeah, just like to see something down the straight. Yeah, Be- Bellamani, you're right, that debut performance, um, April last year, that was a while ago now, it was tailed off, looked like it was going to run a long last and then hit the line and then it actually jumped well in that trial recently. That trial recently, yeah. held a spot, Paul Harvey on board. Gate three, Has the, have you noticed that down the straight this season that the – you can be three off. I you can be, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, be so it's not as pronounced. Off. The the you don't advantage. have to be hard on the outside fence. No, it almost on occasion looks like it's better to be maybe off. one off or yeah. two off. Um, but yeah, it's often horse related. Um, but there are also horses running reasonable races, sort of six off yeah. type thing as well. So which is sort of where you think Bellamani is going to be really isn't it? it's probably. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends. It's hard to tell. We think it jumped a lot better, but we're looking at a head-on trial ring place. Yeah. So that, how do we know? And a few and a few of these do go pretty quick. Nitro Fred, uh, Basel can go quick. Um, most of Ray Malpasses go North, quick. Northwood, Bounty Northwood goes was quick. quick in a trial. North, so it, you've got all of those. Suddenly you go quick, and next thing you know, Harvey's trying to find gaps through them it's down the straight. So um, yeah, trying to do a speed map for that was a nightmare. The only thing I lined up was at Nitro, Nitro Fred, Fred, Fred find yeah. the outside fence, and it's in front for a long way. But two dollars eighty is not going to. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah Bellamani for me on top. Um, just I don't intend him winning in this race. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on, eh? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the bus breaks down on the way to Pinjarra and we, we miss the first, we we'll, won't be flat, but we we'll cannot miss the second <laughs> exactly. because the bus will be full of uh, well, it'll be full of Hallatorian owners and uh, the champ goes around here over thirteen hundred. The Westbeat Platinum Handicap. I marked. Who'd I end up with favourite? I think I had Pepper Assault favourite, but I could have had Pepper Assault my seventh favourite yeah. as well. Yeah, like I could have had it anywhere. Um, yeah, conf- confusing old race, plenty of speed. What did you come up with, Crip? Funny you say that. I When I first 
did my market, I had Pepper Assault favourite and currently she's seventh favourite. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had marked this race $7.30 the field. Good. Mm. I've got no idea. The one, any interest I did have has uh, distinguished because I had Scooter's Machine $8 I that, I that was and I thought money. it was uh, only was timely on. No, nah, it wasn't my money. I haven't had a cent on. Uh, I think it went up 15s and that's even the then. One, that's the one I tried to get on this Oh, morning. really? I didn't, yeah, I didn't get even it. Even then, I wasn't rushing to text a bowler to try and get on and then I've seen it's been 15s into 8.50, so mm. pretty much bang on my price now. But just, yeah. Uh, the other one I thought who trialed particularly well, thought he trialed better than Son of Bacchus, was Trade Him In. I know mm. that sounds funny because the 1,300 metres is probably going to be a little short of his best, but. Yeah, look, I've really got no idea here. Uh, they're the two I had on top. I think I'm probably allowed to say this with a bit more conviction now. I'm not managing Kira, but Gallant Ranger at $3.70 yeah. has, to be, Deary, man. has to be big unders. Tell you what, he's got it going better than ever, and I've loved its wins, but uh, whew, $3.70. I think I was touching 10 bucks. type of thing, Gallant Ranger. Yeah. All of them at different points in time. <laughs> yeah, well, I had all of them favourite yeah. at different points in time. I, uh, yeah, my, but look, I, I, from a map point of view, uh, I thought I actually thought I'd come up with trade them in quite short, but then I think I'm going to have it three, four back the fence, and mm. the horse needs to grind into races. I don't know if that'll suit. So, look, as an owner, this is probably a great race not to have a big bet and be an mm. owner and uh, enjoy the the Halitorian ride. But I think with Sea Wave leading potentially, um, they'll try and kick up scooters. Maybe uh, Pro is here. Then you got Spirited Session blazing away coming across from a wide gate. There'll be a three wide line. So I think it's actually not a bad gate uh, Halitorian in, in number nine to to land there. Follow that into it and. Um, I'm happy to forget that he went around a week ago. So, um, yeah, winnable, halitorian. Um, yeah, sake of a tip. I was, I was actually 650 scooters machine, so it's still slightly over. I'm not taking that price. I, I was a bit like you. I didn't even like get the phone out to rush into the 15s. Yeah. Like that's why I didn't. That's probably why I missed it because I, um, I waited an hour thinking about it. But um, at the end of the day, like you can, it's a losing bet. You can, save me money. <laughs> you can price your markets however you want to price them. But for me, gut field is it just the final. Uh, Tick of the box that I need to dive in, and I just didn't mm. get that real gut feel. Yeah. But just having a look now, I've got, I think there is 13 runners. I've got 10 of them within one length of my top pick. So mm. it would be a good quality week. Good race to jump on the exchange late and just take some flies at yeah, some exactly. roughies or get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, so Gallant Ranger, has he? Has he been a bit of a surprise packet this this prep? He's, well, let's remember I, he beat the Anvil first up. Yeah. Um, that was, a, was that a Narragin? Was that the one that was yeah, a transfer? Yeah, it was, it was a transfer to so, Narragin. Race, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I, I, there was some – there definitely was some um, merit in his last victory, though. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I I, I marked Gallant Ranger and Halitorian, uh favourite, 550 each. With oh, Halitorian. Yeah. Five and a half. Yeah. Oh, you can stay. Yeah. I just thought that – I thought that – Run last week was was quite good. I don't think that's the don't way he. So, yeah, I yeah, that's not really his go now. I don't think Halitorian. And well, I actually thought we should go back, but yeah. once it comes to six horse field and you can pop in the breeze, it's hard to go back, isn't it? Like you know, you're going to be gifted the breeze. So yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, I think the um, the previous win at Pinjarra was good with with um, cover, and Albany was strong with cover with sixty kilos. So 
Brad Wheeler with a bit more of a patient ride on the quick seven-day turnaround, I think he can go close. I just thought Pro is here, just overcooked it in front over 1,500 metres in a race which had Chevelle de Varga and Trade War in it at Ascot last start. Comes back in grade, back in trip. Tash Faithfuls won on him twice his prep already. I thought maybe if he found the front, he might give a good kick as well. But, yeah, as we've all discussed, it's a wide-open event. I think – and uh, Scooter's Machine, did he win this race last year? He won a similar race anyway. So Definitely won yeah. a race this time last year. Yeah. yeah. So Place heavy. <laughs> Place was only. that the one? <laughs> I don't remember. Is that I think the three I was, deep no cover the trip? I think I was yeah. like one by 19 or so. Like yeah. yeah. Dearie, man. Remember the, the, this meeting last year, fence cover was cooked, wasn't it? Rail in run unless you were the leader. Yeah. 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 It was not good. Who won the last last year? Backed off the map. Harry Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 40s in the 10s. Give me a second. I think I was calling it a boat race a bit uh, of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm pretty Carleen sure. Neville. Carleen she won on uh, the Horse of Dion's as well. Um, it's that leader. That's funny as. That's funny as. Yeah, yeah. Com- I back comfort me that day. Couldn't win. But I reckon I back comfort me seven times in a row when it was, uh, <laughs> when it was unlucky. So sort of proved me right, I think, eventually. All right. Race three is a Neo Medals All the Right Elements handicap. Uh, it's the first division of the 2000 meter graduation. <laughs> See you in 20 minutes, Chris. <laughs> Where's the off button for this mic? <laughs> See you in race five. Well, these are both both divisions of these races are, uh, are wide open. Um Thoughts on race three? Oh, no, nothing too strong. I, I'm happy to back Chicklet at four dollars plus. It's yeah, but I, I think. What are we talking about? Oh, I, I, I think we'll get a better price late. I don't yeah. think there's any need to rush in. There'll be money for. There's been consistent money for horses like Off We Go, uh, and Benji's. Watch me, Nana. We'll, we'll get some support. But Chicklet's a winner. Um, I, I'd always peg Chicklet as a fourteen hundred meter horse. I thought the mile was a query, but the way. She ran out the mile at Albany and then the 1850 at Mount Barker after settling in front of Off We Go and then having to circle back around her. That was super impressive. Uh, how's the scale with this, BJ? So the second horse goes down a kilo and the first horse goes up a kilo. So it's a two-kilo swing and it should be one max. Mm. How's that? That's just a cook. That's just a, that's just absolutely cooking the scale. Well, we could get down a real rabbit hole if we're going to discuss yeah, the metro right. versus country and handicapping ratings. But I think... I think it's something that does need to be looked at because it creates these very, very um, noticeable anomalies um, when when these horses meet in a region and then they meet in town. For argument's sake, like there's two horses, Steve Wolf's, um, the mare worth a risk and Eurasia, who's racing on Saturday, and I think they've got very similar country ratings, probably about 75, 77, but worth a risk's rating in town is 72, and I think Eurasia's is 62. So they've got Eurasia's a, noticeably well in in the yeah, next. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's so there's they're considered equal as good as each other from a handicapping point of view at in the country circuit, but when they come to town, there's five kilos difference between them. I, I don't know how that should be justified. <laughs> Funny you we bring that up, BJ, because obviously with my I was talking about the uh, green tab culprit before, a bit of tongue in cheek, but in all seriousness, (laughs) (laughs) bring back capital punishment. In all seriousness, when I was listening to last week's podcast, that was something that did cross my mind about why do we need a different rating for the country versus city? Can we just not standardize it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's created more problems than it solved, to be honest, Cripper. So mm. and dating back is always if you been are going no, have a different no, okay. rating. Just have a, a flat formula how it works. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a flat I think the sort of the thing is if you go and win an Albany, say you win four in a row at Albany and you come to town, you're going to be lumped with a really big weight. So you're meant to be able to come to town and not get 
it almost starts hard almost start again. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the problem is it doesn't always work like that because you don't you got horses that fluctuate between the two regions. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. I think it should just be and what how you get around that is by um, programming and getting your getting your race types right in the country. And I think we could we could have one rating across the board if we got our race types right in the country, but creates a big overhaul. My thing is, if you're gonna have a metro country split, it should be almost for, like a formula like what Terry said. So you can look up the calendar. If I rate 70 metro, I'm gonna be 76 country. And so you know what you're gonna get. So you don't have these anomalies, but they try, they're trying to fix something and try to make something fairer has meant that there's anomalies and there's unfairness now so but yeah something, it, something to be looked at but it'd be fair to say it's purely james ryan's fault <laughs> <laughs> shout out to james yeah well it makes a lot of work for those guys as well so mm. uh but yeah anyway the the um so yeah so the that the anomaly that terry's referring to is between chiclet and off we go uh it's now probably just a kilo more that chiclet has to carry which is yeah it's annoying yeah but if you go through chiclet like she probably should have won at northern five back was stiff behind classic rogue four back and Be then better run than fashion queen three back yeah so she's flying yeah absolutely flying and so. she's a winner like watch me nay nay and off we go the next two in the mark and, and they struggle to win. yeah they're two horses that really struggle to win so i'm just going to keep it simple four dollars plus uh on the day I'm, I'm hoping that we get this off we go money or something money and, and i'll get five dollars plus or something wild on betfair um but just going to keep it simple and back a horse that's going super and we're going to get the the price about two thousand as far as she wants to go though yeah okay yeah obviously she's the horse to I thought, watch me, Nene. If if he's going to win one this prep, this will this looks his race. Three wide, no cover, and kept coming, albeit with a very lightweight under Kesh Duran last start. But uh, I like the way that he kept boxing on and uh, stretching out and wanting to find the line. Uh, if watch me, Nene, fourth up, two thousand, ready to go. Has won twice at Pinjarra before, yeah, so like, likes the circuit. So I think if if anything's going to knock off Chicklet, it might be watch me, Nene, but uh, Chicklet. The top weight, definitely a horse to beat. Hoist the colours, going really, really well. So, uh, <laughs> won three in a row, remarkably, that horse. That'll, so, that'll um, do me. Hoist the colours, I mean, that'll do me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, watch. I'm, I'm rolling with watching me nay, nay, narrowly over Chicklet for what it's worth. Okay. Second division of the same race, Guru. Yes, it is. A um, bit more interest in this one, mainly because I'm um, I'm pulling the old knockout here. I've already had Brad McManus on the, uh, the text this morning telling me that it's going to be prized miss day and I reckon that's just people. I just don't understand like how people are falling for this horse purely on the colours. If this had different colours, it'd be 20 to 1. I, I just don't get it. it. Last time it had the back of Watch Me Nano, he had no cover. It just, it's just upsetting me. Had the back of uh, Watch Me Nano who, who uh, had no cover and couldn't go with Watch Me Nano. Um, gee, previous start, like it, it beat scenic, 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 scenic. Something. Journey. Journey. Scenic. Journey. Went around 100 to 1. Like, honestly, chuck me on foot, I would have run second in that race. And I, I haven't been running as much as I should at the moment either, you know. Maybe in my peak, fair enough. But dearie, mate, I don't really stretch out to the 1400 or that been, well. Have you, have you run into any trees lately? What's going on? Hey? What's going on up, up on the above the forehead there? Oh, what happened? Well, what happened? Not much is going on above the forehead, unfortunately, <laughs> since I was about 32. But um, <laughs> for the listeners out there, Terry's got a graze on the side of his head. Oh, I tried to pick up one of my mates and uh, after a bit of a wedding celebration, went to the wedding, you know, tried to 
get him on the shoulders and sort of carry him. I don't know. I, was, I think I was trying to throw him in a lake or something. And <laughs> I decided that, um, yeah, the face, the, the pavement wanted to be face planted. So, uh, yeah, it was a fairly good knock. You should, you should have seen it on Saturday. It was significantly worse than it currently is. So I'm looking forward to explaining that to everyone I see on Saturday, which so, will be a, a lot of fun. So this is not prize miss. Not happy actually prize miss. take a little bit of the heat off of this fucking peroxide in here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the other side will have an equally big attentive prize miss win. So yeah. no, I just think it's under the odds. So I'm sort of like eight dollars fifty prize miss. So okay. I, I was hoping it went up this three dollar mark, which it did. So Brad went up short, didn't he? What was he two? Yeah, no. As I said, I think Brad's pretty keen. Um, but yeah, two fifty um, open currently three. Yeah, I just Brad, but I just don't see what anyone else. I've <coughs> never enjoyed any run she's ever put in. So. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see it. Upar Ted dropped ten points. Uh, last four runs, last three runs have all been building so nicely. I just think they've been great runs behind Chevelle de Varga twice. Sentimental Queen up to the right trip gets Lactar on. So you've dropped ten points. You get the kilo and a half apprentice fifty six in a week sixty plus. Dear me, you're not going to find much better placement than that. Has um, he got his groove back a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Lactar? Yeah, yeah. And so does Upar Ted as well. Um, I'm just. Just price-wise, I don't know what to do here. I'm probably just going to hold fire. It's about nine, ten bucks at the moment. I've not a bet yet. I'm, I'm probably just going to hold fire and um, and have the bet fair price. But uh, because I'm taking on the favourite, I want to save on Fryer Away, uh, which was a sad watch last mm. start at, at twenty to one, and um, and Eurasia. As I said before, I think Eurasia is extremely well in here, going super in those uh, staying races down south. Um, I've priced those three, uh, five thirty Ukba, about six bucks Friar away, and about seven bucks Eurasia. I'm going to back the three of them, hopefully at ten dollars plus. But Ukba, Ted, the result, Friar away a win, and just money back Eurasia. You got Castillo de Larga they're leading or Al Norman? That's that's the well, I can't imagine either of those two want to hand up. Yeah, so yeah. it turns into an absolute mess, doesn't it? If Castillo de Larga, if Al Norman came out, I'd back Castillo de Larga. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they'll chop each other. Because surely they realise with Castillo de Larga, it's a ten times better horse on the rail. Like it has to find yeah. the fence. I tend to think I, I don't think Troy Turner will be too worried following Castillo de, de Lago. Uh, every time it's followed, even that run back against Bandolier Bo, Noble Scott, um, the fifth of Janet, it wasn't the same horse. Yeah, it's okay. just a far but better when, horse. When Pete Nucky rode it rolling. two starts ago, it sat and it just looked like it had a lap full of horse. It did, yep. to go. So, yep. we'll see. That's the interesting part of the race early. That was an interesting steer that day. On yeah. the day they've gone eight lengths below benchmark, you've got a really good front running horse who's desperate to hand up. Cripper. I thought that was a query. You know, you got anything, any, any, anything that the ratings have flagged in this race? Didn't even look. So. Didn't even look. Yeah, All good. good uh, I'm actually with Brad. Prize miss. Mm. So yeah, um, really, really like that last. The way it couldn't hold watching. <laughs> I was just really fired up about prize. I, miss. I actually thought the run was. I, it just sort of didn't corner that I'm well. Lost, home on Saturday. Lost a, <laughs> lost a bit of momentum. <laughs> lost a bit of momentum at a crucial stage. I thought it went to the line as well as Watch Me Nano. But you're right. I did have Watch Me Nano's back and, and couldn't really take any ground off it. I just think this is just a young horse looking for ground and looking for experience. And if she's uh, if she's as you know, if she's a genuine Saturday horse from two with a with a soft run in transit. CJP fifty five kilos. This is this race is sort of set up for us. So I can see exactly what Brad was thinking. I didn't have a super short though. Um, I thought this was kind of open. And if you just I'm um, touching on Eurasia. If you want to make a case for Chicklet and um, off we go in the previous division, then Eurasia was you know not a vastly inferior run to either of those two in that Mount Barker race the other day either. So yeah, um, so. Goes down five kilos yeah. and Chicklet goes up one. Yep. Yeah, Chicklet won the race and yep. Eurasia ran third. But 
That's wild. I think it's lucky that Eurasia is not in the same race because that would have flagged a rather significant anomaly in the. That's wild. Yeah. Well, it's already, yeah, it's already there minorly with yeah. off we go. But yeah. Um, yeah, Eurasia just sometimes you don't have to look at how they get to the right. You just look and you go, that looks like that's the wrong rating. So Eurasia versus Fire Away, right? They met in February 2021. Eurasia beat Fire Away by four and a half lengths. Fire Away was deep the trip. Yeah. Um, I think Fire Away is going better now. Um, but um, Eurasia. Yeah, beat it by four and a half lengths, meets it four and a half kilos better. And I think Far Away's only won one or two races in that time. Mm. So, and Eurasia's won in that time as well. So, yeah, it's just it's just wild how you can um, the country to thingy. You either get lucky or you don't. Yeah. Okay. So I I've, I'm going with Brad. Me and Brad were uh, we're hitching our wagons here. Prize miss on top. I thought Castillo de Lago, if it can get to the front, roll, give a good kick. I think it's showing a lot more toughness toughness lately. And Michael Lane's camp's really starting to click in the last uh, two months or so. And uh, Eurasia just from a um, form line point of view gets in well with the weight, uh, racing well enough. So, but uh, prize miss three and white on top. Let's take a break and we'll come back with a Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Quiz, Toby Dunn versus Jimmy Stewart. All right, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. 100% guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day and let him know that you tune in to the 1-1. And Butchie and his squad up there at the Mundaring, they'll certainly roll out the red carpet for any fans of the 1-1 WA Racing podcast. Today, we uh, I noticed a bit of um, chatter on Twitter the other day, Terry, after uh, Toby Dunn had uh, had made it three straight, uh, knocking off Pete Antonitz last week. And uh, James, Jimmy Stewart, Son of Russell, who uh, saddles up one of the favourites in the Magic Millions, two-year-old on Saturday. He uh, he was pretty keen to get on and have a crack at Toby, so we thought we'd call Jimmy, get him on the show and see what uh, he can produce for the Mastermind. So, Jimmy Stewart, welcome to the 1-1. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Jimmy, good to have you here. We have uh, one of the uh, part owners, BJ, of the current, current favourite. I think it's current favourite. Very close to current favourite of uh, Street Parade. Parade, yeah. In on Saturday, you are you heading out there, Jimmy? I wouldn't miss it for the world, mate. Wouldn't Quarter of a million dollar race. Wouldn't, so. wouldn't think so. And you go in favourite as well. Uh, it's a slightly sticky gate. Have you you sent Shooter a couple of texts, giving him the, giving him the instructions, telling him to go straight to the top, or what, what's the plan? You going to give it away? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just leave it up to Shooter. He's won a few Magic Millions in his time, so. There's no better jockey to have on. Uh, Jimmy, you've, you've had a lifetime in racing. Russell, obviously a trainer now, but he was a jockey back in the day. So seen you at the race courses your whole life. So no doubt you've obtained a fair bit of trivia and a fair bit of knowledge when it comes to WA racing, but um, you'll need to because uh, we've got the current mastermind. He's going for four wins on the bounce. It's none other than Toby Dunn. Toby. Hey, guys. I'm back again for another week. Um, this is probably going to be the hardest one because all, I've got a bit of pressure on, I think. You guys have got a bit of history, do you, Toby? I'll, I'll, I've been discussing this, this potential matchup since the Twitter conversation. And yeah, uh, I think I've been sent out around a dollar one, dollar two, but <laughs> boy, if, if I lose, oh, 
I don't know if I'll ever be able to come back from it. You're really hard, but you know you're really hard to cheer for, Toby. Like I'm, I'm. We're, we're running this quiz, and I reckon there's two blokes sitting here, um, and Crips two seconds away. I reckon there's three blokes who are very, very much going to be cheering for uh, for Jimmy over here. So. Uh, yeah. So this, this wasn't my market. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You probably you probably had yourself at eighty nine cents or something. You were probably sub sub a dollar, put a dollar on, get half your money back. Anyway, Toby. So looking for only to become the third person to win four. Jay Rooney, of course, is the only man or only uh, contestant rather to win five. We've had Lockie Taylor and the H Train, Fraser Hay, who won four. So. Uh, yeah, Toby's looking to put his name alongside those greats of the uh, WA Racing Mastermind competition. So, Jimmy Stewart, Toby Dunn, it's a real headline act heading into Magic Millions Stakes Day. Fellas, uh, you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? That's yeah. you, Jimmy. Good job. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Three, two, one. Not a huge amount of confidence here in the fact you were ready, Toby. That's not a good start. I reckon uh, I should have taken Actually, before, the dollar Actually, before, oh. before Terry starts... But uh, off air, Toby made a declaration that if he loses today, he won't be. You won't see him at a race course for the next two weeks. Okay, so. uh, I think he said forever. <laughs> I think he recalled to two weeks. Right. So there's a bit on the line here. So over to you, Guru. Okay, who am I? As a four-year-old colt, I've amassed a tick over 627k in prize money in a career which still has plenty of juice left in it. Despite never winning past 1,200 metres, my only appearance at Group 1 level was over 1,800 metres. I completed the rare feat of winning the Pinjara. <laughs> Did I hear a name? Hello? Toby. Toby. Uh, Gemma's son. Very good. Yeah, it is Gemma's son. That line was going to give it away. Up until then, it was... A bit hidden, no? Very good, Toby. Gemma's son won it as a two and a three-year-old and won it. By panels on both occasions, two lengths and then and then three and a half lengths over Dominant. Island Chairman. I see red. I see red. Uh, I see run red third. Run six last year. I think it was Holland six. Holland Chairman. Outback Jack might have run fourth. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, it's right. old race last year, yeah. wasn't it? Okay, yeah. over to you, BJ. So One. I think, I think the year before it was Surveillance ran second. Yeah, that's and right. Watch Me Dance ran third. Yeah. Surveillance now uh, now up in Geraldton and uh, yeah, for a horse that never won a race, it's a great advertisement <laughs> for the uh, the ladies bonus. So the ladies they bonus. got the seventy k, <laughs> the fifty k you get for first. Or 75 this year. Yeah, I think the, the portions, are oh, like, it's, yeah. it's about 50-odd for yeah. first. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely something to race for there. All right, so Toby, quick off, the, quick off the blocks there. It's one, Jimmy Stewart, yet to score. Next question. Who rode Valor Road to win the Magic Moves? Toby, yeah. <laughs> Toby Dunn. Aaron Mitchell. Yes. To- Toby's come switched on today, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He barely said three words in. Yeah, all right. I was just needed to wait for the horse. I, I thought I'd better not go before the horse names this time. <laughs> You've learned your lesson. Magic. Yeah. All right, so we've got Toby, two. Jimmy, yet to score. How many Magic Millions two-year-old classic winners has Sean McGrady ridden? Toby. Toby? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Three, so I'll go with it. two, three. Uh, incorrect. incorrect. Over to you, Jimmy, for the steal. Take your time. 
Um, it's not three. I'm going to say three. <laughs> oh, hang <on. laughs> no, hang on, four. 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 <laughs> What are we going to do here, Guru? What can we do? You put us in a real jam here, Jimmy. We're cheering for oh. you, buddy. We're really cheering. <laughs> so he said three, didn't he? I said four. Oh, I think composing ourselves is, uh, is task number one. No, yeah. you, you can't answer the same answer someone's done. So yes. his first answer was four in my mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. Two, one. Two, one. So the correct answer is four. You're trying, you're trying to help me, are we? Four winners Not for Sean all, McGruddy. So Sean McGruddy uh, has... What were the four? Uh, I'd, like, uh, I'd like to thank Tab Touch this morning for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolf Dreams, The River, Lucy May the and river. Export Man. The River was the one I couldn't think all of. All right. Okay. They were all at a price too. Uh, the River was fave, I think. But, um, Lucy May was a price. For yeah, Teddy Martinovich. De- definitely 20 to one, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, listen to this question, guys, because it's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, as opposed to the other questions you don't <laughs> listen to. <laughs> Name the Magic Millions three-year-old winning stallion that is the father of last year's Magic Millions two-year-old winner. Toby. Jesus Christ. Toby. Ah. Hurt my head listening to that, BJ. Oh, no. Who was last year's two-year-old winner? Three, um, two, one. I need an answer right oh. now. Thank God. He's done it. He's done it. Toby's done it. Boom. <laughs> Toby done. Yeah, Toby no, done. Yeah, no, I reckon that should be upheld, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three. Uh, that was uh, three one to Toby done. Did you know that question, Jimmy? Yeah. Thank God all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So four on the trot for. Toby Dunn. Jimmy, James Stewart, thanks again for having a crack at the mastermind. But uh, more importantly, good luck on Saturday with Street Parade. What a big day for the family operation there at Stewart Racing and um, Sean McGrady going for a fifth Magic Millions winner. Uh, so is there, did you say, is, are you in the ownership, James? Yeah, I'm in yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, um, all the best. And what can you give the what can you tell the listeners about uh, Stable Star Shan Talk? What's she up to? Uh, second day returning, um, aiming for the Marjorie Charleston. That the mm. uh, Marjorie Charleston. There's another race. I can't remember what it's called. That's Sheila Gwynn. Um, Sheila Gwynn would be the other yeah, race. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. So she, yeah, she's been out for four weeks. She's put on. A massive amount of weight, so hopefully she'll be go. She'll have a trial, and then she'll be first up in. I can't remember which one comes first. She'll win, and um, yeah, now she's going good. Excellent, excellent. Well, best of luck again on Saturday. Thanks for having a crack at the mastermind. But Toby, mate, how does it feel? Four in a row. It's a relief. It's a big relief. Um, because I, I could feel that I was being targeted to get beat. All right, um, thanks, Toby. We'll speak to you next week, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, God. Well ne- done, Toby. Yeah, well done, Toby. Okay, so next week Toby's going to go in for five. Terry, are we going to have to reel out? Yeah. Oh, well, I won't say any more now, but we'll okay. wheel something out. Yeah, I've, I've got a feeling that even if I win five, I won't get an invite to the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're going to have Vulcan ready waiting for you next mm-hmm. week, Toby, uh, at, the, at the bottom of the Travelator. But once again, mate, good on you. Four straight, another $100 voucher to the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. Congratulations, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Race five is the Bunbury Apartment Motel Handicap over the 1,000 metres. Some might say this is the real feature on Pinjarra Magic Millions Day. Uh, TK Layton has material witness and new hat, Brave, in uh, this straight 1,000 metre race. I might throw to third party here, Daniel Cripps. Can you uh, give your assessment of this race for us? Good race. Uh, felt like this race probably took longer than most on the or definitely most on the card to mm. dissect uh Sokoff's absolutely flying but mm. from barrier two in a capacity field she's gonna have to cross a lot of fast horses including olga louisa new had janora ever gets a start even to rise again so it's going to be interesting she's obviously up in grade she's gonna have to burn the candle at both ends so at the three dollars ten i think she's Probably on her She's right. Three dollars ten, is she? Open longer. Did yeah, go up Brad, longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had something on Brad's at all price. I thought we might. It's disappointing. Yeah, four sixty. Was it four sixty? Right. Mm. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that's probably a pretty fair price. Mm. Uh, what what price? Slight did you? overs. Sokoff? I had sock off at three thirty, mm. but the one that I that interests me is, and I'm going to have something each way is Mantelli. Mm. I'm slightly wary that he might just be a herd animal that. Enjoys <laughs> running next to his friends and having a good time out there, but he's just got the figures. He's got the draw to. He's going to get that lovely run, sort of up against the outside rail. Probably not leading, but just behind a hot tempo. His last two races have been in seventy-two pluses. He drops back to uh, sixty plus. He's had the experience up the Pinjarra Strait, which Terry, I know you're very big on, and I've definitely coming around to that. Mm. Uh, the rate of knots. And my, probably my concern is how long he's been up for. And I know the camp have said they're just waiting for him to put in a shocker before they tip him out, but he just keeps producing every start. So, look, there is a slight query there. But in saying that, when you're getting double figures, if he puts in a shocker, well, look, I haven't had the house on at 11 bucks, so it's not the end of the world. So Mantelli each way for me in a very, very tough race. One thing you, you probably like with Mantelli as well, and it's not the way I'm going, but you said it might be a pack chase or sort of running a lot of seconds and just looming and not getting there. The change of hoop can um, can be a positive in that sense. And Jet, and I was saying to BJ, obviously I've, I've, I've been really taking Targe on. It's been one of my things. But Targe is now starting to ride a few winners, starting to ride a few more play getters. He's starting to mature as a jockey and get better. Jet's doing the same sort of thing. Um, so the three kilos and a change of hoop. I guess you could probably say that as a positive for a horse who's sort of struggling to win but going very close to winning better races. Yeah, initially I didn't see that jockey change as a positive, but obviously needed because of the 60 and a so, half. So your narrative, right? But it does suit my narrative. So, Terry, <laughs> you, geez, you're, uh, you're smart, you're smart about they give you credit for, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Targe Dyson rode two winners last weekend, one at Albany, one at Pinjo, lost his four kilo claim. So you could see Targe getting a couple of wins on the board. And, yeah, Jet Stanley's starting to get a few more reps in and uh, is definitely uh, trending in a positive direction. But down the straight, you're right. Cripper with Mantelli is just going to get that really lovely run, I think. Doesn't have to lead, can wait for the speed to come across and really just needs that galloping room late. But, um, but yeah, this will test your form, platinum bullet form, and three starts to go down the straight just uh, got sort of um, been, rolled just late. by a better horse. Yeah, rolled late by a mature witness with the wizard on board. Um, Speaking of, Terry, can we get an owner's update? What happened last start? No, I had excuses, <sighs> but... 
there weren't really any excuses from a soundness point of view. Uh, Mr. Run, we were going to run last week, but didn't run last week as uh, he had a bit of a cough. So he's had a bit of a bit of a cold in the meantime. Um, but we don't think he actually had that for the run. So no real excuses last start. Adam puts it down to the fact he was second up off not a big enough turnaround, um, which is I actually don't mind that theory for a sprinter. Um, that's why I, with sprinters, I, I'm not huge on real short backups unless they're deep into their campaigns. Um, but look, I I actually think Material Witness is probably slightly over the odds here. I think Betfair will only probably chuck up more. I mean, what, what price have you got, The Witness? You've probably got him anything. Uh, 30 to 1. Yeah, 30 to 1. Yeah. So as I said, I spoke to a few of the owners this morning. I said the $20 is great for an HY bet. But I don't think there's a rush to dive in there, you know. I think we'll probably see that on the exchange. Yeah. But um, he's obviously won at his only go down the straight. Um, and he um, has trial down the straight, um, interestingly, and he won extremely well on the wrong side. Uh, well, about four off type things. So just a real shame. I would have loved um, to see Material Witness draw a nicer gate, and I reckon we, um, yeah, it would have been a really live hope. I still think we're not impossible, but a, a liver hope mm. um, than we than we currently are. But it's interesting. I think you've probably got the right right price Sokov there, Crip. I'm, I'm t- I've got Sokov two fifty five. I've got him crossing all but Olga Louisa with a degree. Of ease, um, and even if you're one off the fence, it's not the end of the world. It's just sort of, yeah. If, if Sokov runs the time um, that she can, uh, I don't think they beat her. But yeah, there is a there is a query, and I think I've probably a little bit underpriced at my two five five. Anyone's going to back Sokov? I reckon hold fire. I reckon there'll be a mountain of money via Monte again, and. I just think that's just your first go down the straight. That's got to be a little bit of a risk. I think if um, if she comes in any if he comes in any shorter than his current price. Yeah, that was the way I was going to go. Via Monte won a won really well first up. It was just a maiden midweek maiden Belmont, but knocked off Senorita Dorothea and uh, my baby Blue Jeans. I think ran third in that race. She came out and won at Ascot last Saturday. Won the first uh, heavily backed sort of matched. Spin the knife's price last start with Brad Willer. Started favourite. Started favourite, equal fave. Um, no match for Spin the Knife, who's, what's he, $1.70, $1.75 in the Magic Moons. So someone's, uh, had, someone's had a bet on Viamonte here with a couple of the agencies. It's 4.20 into 3.30. It's still 4.40 with a couple of them, but yeah. like Ned's lad rogues, it's 4.20 into 3.30, which looks a specific sort of crack by someone. So, um, yeah. Did you lead the charge last start with the Viamonte? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do like spin the knife, and then when the money came, I sort of got a bit spooked by it. I don't know if you guys are in the similar bracket, but uh, anyway, I should have chased the drift. Um, but yeah, I just thought Viamonte just had to sort of chase that race. He's probably going to, have to do the same with the the speed from Sokov and a couple of others. But Chris Parnham can sort of just needs to be within striking distance of those leaders um, with a bit of a smother. Viamonte asked to, I guess, angle out into clear galloping room. He can let down with some good splits. Um, whether it's whether it's going to be good enough to run down Sokov. They're the two for mine, but I've got a leaning towards Viamonte. Two, three-year-olds too against the older horses. Yeah. It's just, yeah, first time down the straight. What, what price are you, Viamonte? Um, just one moment. 450. Okay. My first time down the straight um, theory is sort of – I thought you come and tell us the first time. <laughs> you, you, you jumped out of the boxes and went, no. I remember that day. We were actually at the pub. It was a Thursday and I backed the lady is a vamp down the straight. And she hadn't, oh, she hadn't yeah. been down the straight and sort of took the sub $3, which she was quite solid in the market. And she just didn't go any good. And then if you look at her preparation after that, what she did, like she should have won that race by two or three lengths. <laughs> and it just shows. I know a sample size of one is uh, quite humorous, but – 
from then on, I've just always been gun shy of backing horses, especially if they're hard in the market down the straight for the first time. Yep, 100%. Uh, what are we thinking about New Had Brave for the yeah. for the faithful, Terry? Yeah, it's not a bad place. We've got the form jockey. We've drawn well for the straight. Um, we probably probably land in third or fourth, you'd think. Um, who knows? She, she's pretty quick. If mm. she can get across, I'm hoping Janora doesn't get a run. I think yep. that would be a bit of an annoyance for us. For us. But if yep. we can get across Mantelli, um, I don't think there's much other speed outside us. To rise again, I think we can get across. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, look, I... I just it's, like to see it's an ambitious a, effort. A rhythm, but I think Sokoff can create a tempo that allow her to be in a rhythm. Oh, they're not going to go slowly, yeah. yeah. Um, they're going to absolutely motor along mm -hmm. here. But again, first time down the straight, we'll uh, we'll learn as Cripple attests to her best figures are, are more than um, more than adequate for a race of this nature. But it's just whether she can produce it first up and offer injury setback. So, informed jockey, I like yeah. how good is Kesha? I just love how aggressive he is. So. <laughs> Tell you what, I think I said something negative on the phone last week. I had a few beers when I spoke to you, and uh, you said, "Do not say anything negative about Kesh or you run on this phone call." <laughs> so, yeah, I reckon he'll be a pretty popular man if Kesh can uh, can get the job done. So. Yeah, he'll be the uh, the mayor of Pinjara if he can mm. win on New Hat on Saturday. And those we'll one to, one colours. We'll to, oh, we've got the silks on too. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to kick someone out of the bus. I because <laughs> Kesh will be on the bus for the drive home. I'd suggest. <laughs> If it prize miss wins, it'll be you or McManus. It can't be you if you're driving yourself. Yeah. Be, sorry, Brad. That's be Brad. Yeah. How you get, Brad? Mm. Actually, when we walked out of Pinjarra last Sunday, someone must have a big day. There was a big stretch limo waiting for oh. us. And I reckon one T. Murray might have been stepping into it just quietly, actually. I think they got a big collect in the last first four or trifecta or yeah. something like that. So he might have been the one that Travis Murray that uh, ordered the limo home from the Pinjarra races last Sunday. But, um, but yeah, so... McManus, if prize night wins, he might just get a limo and drop us all off. Yeah, you can walk. Okay. Pretty happy for him to walk. But, um, yeah, sock off for me. I'm expecting Viamonte money, and I reckon we might see a little sock off drift. All um, right. I hope. Race six is the Thoroughbred Breeders WA Pearl Classic. Phillies and Mares feature, $80,000. Uh, it was originally advertised as 66 plus. No top weights. So I've had to scale it a touch. So uh, it's now 64 plus with uh, Born to Try. Number one saddlecloth, and um, yeah, this is always. I think Flower of War won it last year, uh, two years ago. London Miss won it last year. It's always quite a competitive race. Did London Miss win last year? London Miss, yeah. Did Plateau run second? Plateau run second. Race? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah mm. So, uh, yeah, it's always it's uh, developing as a race. London Miss. London Miss, yeah, um, yeah. Just with the names that you ruled off, then definitely isn't a strong edition of the no, that's what WA Pearl Classic, is yeah. it? Yeah, it's lacking a bit of star power, isn't it? This this edition, so no, um, yeah, I got no idea. Absolutely no idea. Does not get any easier, does it? Lads? No, a lot. It's good betting races, though. It's good stuff. It's a race where, like, I, you know, I. Yeah, the, I'm just going to look at Beth. I think there's a few under the odds. I think that's something I can say. Like, right, I'm going to take on a couple of these. So I look at the top end of the market. Miss Vasari will be the supported runner. She makes the most dance. She's just a battler. She's no good. She's not that good. Give Ambergate Rose the run she had last start. Maybe Ambergate, Ambergate Rose wins the race. So, look, the plan will be to take on Miss Vasari because I think she'll start under the odds. I'm pretty sure second favourite. I'm going to take that on. It's probably Durant's second pick. Lipstick Flickers was pretty good last start. Didn't really hit the line at Mount Barker from that spot, and that was the spot to be that day. Can win, but at 6.50, take it on. Carly's Karma, I'm flat that it's 7.50. Yeah. I'm about that price. I was hoping Carly's Karma went up $14 each way type thing. No brainer bet. That would yeah. be me each way. Um, 
But yeah, from there on, the, the next, all of them are chance. One night, blow me out, trial super in a hot trial. That was a good trial. Um, <clears throat> born to try, point of difference, three back the fence, four back the fence, went super on this day last year. Ambergate Roads should have won last start. Um, no big deal. Uh, Danny <laughs> Bella finds a race without much speed, gets to the breeze. Aracity was huge, so um, they can all win. BJ, I was actually, as you're the sort of the integrity officer of the 1-1, one, one, but <laughs> this race is actually quite easy, isn't it? We just uh, trifecta up. Indecisive, Martorello, mm. and Purple Pearl. Yeah. Give me your thoughts yep. on those 49 Raiders <laughs> running in a 66 plus. Yeah. What about uh, these Carnarvon horses just getting getting fit recently for Dennis Cooper? You'd be uh, keeping a close eye on some of these ones, Terry. Carnarvon, your happy hunting ground? Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that. Um, indecisive and Purple Pearl and these sorts of horses. I would have thought Narrage and Sunday might have been a better option for some of them. I think there's some 46 pluses and 62 pluses that they could have gone around in a Narrage. Like with the Indecisive, because it's, it's going to change. Probably going to lead. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a, a safety issue. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I just don't know. Like, I don't understand how you can just put nominate your horse for whatever race, no matter what their ratings. Like, imagine if you'd. I think they've, I think they've really only got provisions for like group enlisted races yep. to be able to use their discretion to remove horses but uh especially when we're chasing field sizes as well but i'm with you i think i think you you, you look at these those three particular horses and you could point them it's not like there's not racing opportunities for them they, there's a meeting the next day which is purposely designed and mapped out for lower rated horses so you straight away look at as Chris said it's probably going to lead or be mm. a big chance of leading so you look at the fence line straight away mm. and you think oh god that might not be a nice spot to be and Carly's which is the way I think yeah we're sort of, that's that's Carly's will probably be back of indecisive or three back the fence indecisive I don't know Amacensis um yeah we'll either be uh <laughs> it's you've got to got to get that right soon eh, don't we no. Riley Morgan gave him a pretty good pot on Tab Radio on Sunday. About it, so <laughs> it's just it's time, I reckon, because he's got it. Someone's got to have told him by now. But yeah, anyway, that's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do we got? I like Carly's, but I didn't even factor in indecisive, decisive leading. So you, that's got me. It's gonna have to jump second it. guessing. Yeah, popo stick. Yeah, the lads in the group chat the other day upset with Carly's Karma being deep the trip. They're back to jockey who doesn't get all that many rides from a wide gate. Come on, lads. Yeah, I don't. Were you one of them? Actually, I don't. Nah, nah, I was not. I was pretty like, oh come on, lads, come on, mate. Yeah, and um, the only DJ had backed um, Blonde Warrior that same race. He (laughs) he had more right to be a little bit, uh, a little bit grumpy. I was actually on there. Hatitian poet, which uh, oh, is still Haitian. running. Haitian poet. Haitian. Haitian. Um, but the only other thing I will note with Carly's Karma, that race was run at a dawdle, which yep. I know, yeah, never ideal being forward, deep no cover, but when they're going so slow, sometimes it's actually not too bad just to sit out there and build momentum. Uh, from my point of view, just looking at my market, have Miss Vasari on top. I couldn't not price her favourite, but definitely no interest in getting involved. 390. Okay. Yep. That was um, cool. I thought the 1400 was a query two starts ago. She went back to a 12. So now with the 1300 and 50-50, whether she was, sees it out. Was nommed in the 1000 but drew low, so they've, okay. so they've opted to go for this one. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty, it's pretty deservedly. So it's a weak old race, really, isn't it? So yeah, 100%. This mare's race, yeah. And then after that, I've just got no trust in anything. If you go down, Lipstick Flickers, is, her best is good, but hasn't she been retired three times? Yeah. Obviously got a lot of issues. Johnny Farnham. Blow yeah. me out, tried well. Uh, but I did like what you wrote about the stable in your Betfair preview a couple of weeks ago, Terry. What was it? You'd have more trust in the uh, Nigerian princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, wouldn't mind yeah. just seeing uh, 
yeah, want to see the results. Change of table. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon one of these, uh, one of these Sunday yeah, Tanjara meetings uh, last year, the year before, Terry and I tipped Popey to train the card. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he had one winner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he ran a hole. I think he had six favourites, didn't run a hole. Mm. And um, yeah, then Carly's car was next. But as I said, uh, that run maybe wasn't as good as what it looked when you see the data. And then all of a sudden she goes from a class three to racing outside the handicap. So yeah, I just couldn't get warm to anything with any degree of confidence whatsoever. Um, so yeah, leave me out. Leave me out. So again, I, I, I personally love these type of races because I'll go and bet fair late and like Ambergate Rose could be $32. And I go, yep, here we go. I'm having a bet. Or mm. uh, Blow Me Out gets to high 20s or um, Danny Bella. Bella gets to 35 yeah. to 1. You just you don't know what it's going to throw up. Um, Danny so Bella might find the breeze and then the leader starts backwards. I don't think Danny Bella's going really good too. Um, so I don't think Danny Bella's completely impossible. So, yeah. I, ideally, for me, I'd love, I'd love double figures about Carly's Karma. Um, but in, if I'm saying that, if I don't get it, I'm, I'm not too perturbed. All right, race seven, Magic Moons, WA three-year-old trophy, $200,000 race over the 1,200 metres and Saddlecloth number one, Spin the Life, looks to have a mortgage on this race, resumed for LK Fanny on the 24th of Jan at uh, at Ascot. Got the blows in betting, as we just spoke about when we were talking about uh, Via Monte earlier. So Spin the Knife officially was $1.75 out to two eighty, but uh, found the front underneath Mitchell Pateman in his last Ride, is that right? Was his last ride? Yeah, for the next month, yeah. And um, just too good, too fast, too strong, too good. Made light work of the 60 and a half. Was kind of arrogant, actually, that display. Um, gate four, Chris Parnham goes on, drops to 56 and a half. Looks really set up for a spin the knife romp, really, Guru. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> should bring yeah. even money late, probably gets me for a bit. That simple, I think. It doesn't happen very often, but I'm looking at this dollar eighty, and I'm yeah. I've got an itchy trigger finger just to go. Well, to. I, I just, can imagine what you've got. Just, it. I've got a dollar forty. Mm. Even uh, if they sit, like you look at that race last campaign where he got pressured the whole way, and like didn't sit, but he didn't really lead, and like he sat, sat first up. He but, sat first up and yeah. beat. In, well, I Wait. thought he fell in, but he beat Mystical View and horses that made swings. that look pretty good. Mood swings, so. Yeah. Look yeah. at this. Just look at the second favourite here, right? Red 53. It's three from three. Um, drawn the widest gate. Uh, trialed poorly. Blinkers go on. When do you change such a massive gear for a horse that's three from three unless it's not going that well? Yeah. As the well? trial was the massive red flag for me. Yeah. Obviously, and, and obviously the gate. that's why he's so, that on. So did he? Yeah. So blinkers, they're blink, oh. blinkers on first time, are they? First time? Yep. yep. Yeah, it hasn't worn them for any of the three. Yep. It's such a big gear change after your three from three. Usually you wouldn't change much. I just... Oh, that's a big turn off. Pixie Chicks draws the widest and has to and loses a couple of kilos on spin the knife as well. Like couldn't, dearie, man. Had his back last start and just couldn't go with it. And yeah. now you get it might be a two and a half cold, kilo but swing. Jesus but if it's written cold, it's gonna have to outspring. Not a pinch arrow, they're not gonna come from last and <laughs> yeah, <but thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. We're laughing now, aren't we, Guru? But who's who's going to be laughing on? Uh, actually, uh, what about what do you make of a horse by the name of Champagne Dame? Yeah, third and third in a champion uh, was it champion fillies? Yep, behind Search and Rocks and Bazoom. Didn't mind its trial. Uh, it can roll. It's the sort of horse who can roll forward and sort of sit outside, spin the knife, and maybe box or not. I don't even think it can challenge spin the knife. But I thought um, it's it's a, I actually didn't think. Lead. Yeah, I thought. Who got, got Heavenly Waters and Gorgeous Gossip in the field potentially? Champagne. So they're going to go hard. 
Ace fire can go quickly. Red fifty three from the widest gate. It's yeah. I I think they'll. I reckon they will end up in front and spin the knife. But it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. I I think Chris will be happy to sort of just assess what's happened to that stage of the day if a fence is cold or. And something. just don't get cool. Just what you said yeah. before with his riding style. If he gets ends up in front, he'll be there. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he won't be. To, I don't think you'll be panicking and yeah, like we, we've already touched on, spin the knife doesn't have to lead to win. So it's the first leg of the uh, quaddy. That might be a. It's actually like in all fa in all fairness, if if you've marked something a dollar four, and you're probably a bit like me, Chris, we don't not big divers into the dollar eighty pops. Say it never gets to the the even money on Betfair, um, which is what I I need for a bet. It's probably like you almost double, triple, quadruple your your quaddy do. And you have a good quaddy because you're getting a dollar seventy about a hot thing. You've got a dollar forty as your standout first. But leg. the funny so thing about it, I'm just trying to find get a dollar eighty. <laughs> For a dollar forty, yeah, it's better value from a percentage <laughs> point of view. That is such big yeah, numbers, yeah. but I'm just, I'm don't have a strict rule on the odds on look on. But in my time punting and taking it seriously and keeping spreadsheets, I just have never been able to make consistent profits on horses under that two twenty, two ten ranges. To for whatever reason, I just feel like they can, uh, yeah, there's still at the end of the day, it's a horse race, and a lot can go wrong. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Right. Something significant would have to go wrong, I think, for for spin the knife. So, some uh, some either the horse just doesn't turn up, or there's a random random unlucky result or something like that. But uh, I mean, you're right. The second favourite was playing in its trials. I'm even it's three from three, but they were almost three gifts, gifts. in a way. So yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, really low tempo races as well. Um, that day on Grand Final day was a heavily leader biased track. Yeah. It got soft. So, uh, Losers Pike, Wide Gate. Um, Stable can't train a winner. Do you know Grant Williams' last two winners, Crip? No, you about to tell me about uh, Midnight Blue and Regal Power, Perth Cup and Cox Stakes. Yeah, right. Yeah. How's that for We're going on there at the moment? With the there he is. Four winners from the last 46 in, uh, in December and January. Okay. Yeah. I saw that they um, had an announcement this morning on Twitter. They've just got a positive swab as well. It's, they've, uh, it was for codeine, I think. So, they've um, just got on the front foot and said, they, they announced Which it. Uh, it was for sugarcane on a win back in September, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that Belmont. That was before the Calgary Cup. Yeah, yeah. the second horse that day. <laughs> I'm going to send Grant an invoice, I think. I'm going to go back through my spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm not saying. I think the way they wrote it, obviously, just nothing untoward or anything. But for whatever reason, it's in the codings and a lot of uh, human medication that's somehow been mixed up yeah mm -hmm. okay so yeah and of, of course the the big the big news coming out of the stable this week is that it's now grant williams only with alana mm. alana williams uh, um losing her i guess her license to to train because she hasn't she's opted not to get vaccinated so william pike is gone and now it's just grant williams is uh, there's a lot happening in the wa racing landscape in regards to how this year is going to play out and um yeah it's uh yeah it's going to be interesting to see how what stables step up and what jockeys step up in Pikey's absence and the, um, whether the Peters machine is going to be able to keep rolling under the diff difficult in the different different circumstances this year. So a bit to play out, but in this race it just does look like spin the knife all the way. All right, the two-year-old Magic Millions Classic over the uh, 1,200 metres. Um, looks like a, a big chance for LK Fernie uh, to go Magic Millions double. Yeah. 
Jeez, the corks will be a pop. And if, uh, if that is to be the case, he's got Man Crush at around $10. Uh, she's a belter, $4.20. And Celebrity Icon, who I did my ass on first up <laughs> at around about 14 I thought I was a bit stiff at the time. And um, a friend of ours, Tommy Johnston, he was just declaring. He was just telling me just a week out, all the Kings men will monster him like, when it comes back. He was so excited. And, um, oh. I felt a bit sorry for him. That's one of the worst. Be- it just was just going so well behind him. Like it was going to just win. Do you know who's panels. in the ownership of all the Kingsmen? I don't know. Paul Huckle. He's not. Yep. No, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder. Oh, Paul Huckle. Gee, he should be Paul Huckle, not Paul Huckle. Yeah, they? yeah. One, Dude, of, one, of the, one of the unluckiest around, but his luck might change on Saturday. So. Yeah, well, it didn't change with the barrier draw, did no. it? No. Jesus Christ. No. Um, it might have been ridden cold anyway. And, this looks a funny old map and a funny old race because there's no obvious leader. And like with two-year-olds, when do you see no obvious leader? It's quite incredible. So I, I, I think they'll want to be fo- uh, forward on Charles Luna, but it doesn't go that quickly. Um, I think Sean McGrady from from a whitish gate, well, they'll just show some intent with Street Parade and they're not impossible to find the top, I don't reckon. Um, that's it. I, I think, yeah, I think they'll probably roll. I think Kira and the Pierces are a from mm. their point of view, you'd really think they should just show some aggression from a wide gate because that horse does have some gate speed and roll them along. It's, it's, it's a smoky. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely one to throw in your quaddies. This is a good race to probably look for a little bit of value. Um, I thought that might after be a all bit, stood out the dollar 40 pop. I thought that might be a bit more aggressive with the Red Hot Goods. The Red Hot Goods yeah. is the other one, yeah. I, I think so as well if it, um, if it jumps well enough. But, uh, yeah, sticky race. I, I'm not overthinking this map. Um, just just the horse I think is the best horse in this race, and that's She's a Belter. That run last start, like. Unreal. That's just wild. Like, you've, they've gone eight lengths quicker. It's circled to get to the breeze. The two horses on speed next to it were beaten 30 lengths combined. They were both walkers, but they were beaten out of sight. She's then, um, he has then, she has then. <sighs> She, she's up. Uh, she, yeah, that's a giveaway, isn't it? She's, she's then um, rallied. She's, she's, she's then rallied to around the fourth quickest last two and also beat home Street Parade who, who went had the softer run. Yeah, and the horses with the softer run then. Like what Steve Parnham won, she's graceful that race with the soft run getting out at the right time. It was still a very good win, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it was a soft run that, that won that race. So She's look, a belter was the run of the race. But, just, yeah. but, but by so far, just by so, so, so far was the run of the race. It's just from 15, I, I haven't dove in yet and I'm, I, I want $5 to play, but $5, I'm happy to have a bet and just pray that CJP does the right thing. He might go forward. I doubt they will. I think Luke will instruct to go back or midfield or whatnot, but um, – did, did that horse just put itself there the other day? A little bit, yeah. Because in its, tri- be in it, that in its trial, it was um, out, the back. out the back. Its first up run was ridden quiet, and then all of a sudden it was bang, was there. But you're right, it was just a, such a brave performance from a two-year-old. They could lead. They it, could try and lead as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she's a belter, and as much as uh, the horse of – Hayden Ballantyne, she's, she's graceful, won really well and did nothing wrong the other day. It's probably going to get a similar run to what it enjoyed last start. I do feel as though she's a belter and street parade are the two best horses in the race. So I was sort of flip coin flip between those two. What do you think, Crip? No, nothing from me. I This season I've made an effort to try and really focus on the two-year-olds more than previous seasons, but just kept week after week I'd – have a look at the field, and there'll be 10 first starters. And yeah, my uh, too hard to ask, especially when you can't have been able to watch trials. Yeah, exactly. Even so. this morning, I was watching a couple of trials, and they've got the same error message. I thought, oh no, here we go again. But <laughs> see, it, yeah, it sorted itself out quite quickly. But yeah, so yeah, my uh, enthusiasm with the two year olds has deteriorated 
yeah. pretty quickly and yeah it's in the two hard basket again for me it's, um watching trials is just not really one of my an edge of mine and it, it's time consuming so i'm better off spending my time elsewhere very good uh, street parade for mine i expected to go forward the other day but it sort of didn't really jump as quickly as it can and ended up in just a couple of lengths further back than ideal, I suppose. Sean McGree had to make a sustained move from where he was to put the horse into the race and looked like he was going to win there, but just ran out of steam. So I'm thinking Russell Stewart and the camp have left a bit in the tank for, for grand final day. So with that, that hard run under its belt, uh, debut win was excellent. If it can elevate a uh, length or two off its um, run behind She's Grateful the other day, I've got Street Parade marginally ahead of She's a Belter, but they're pretty even, I think. Yep. She's a belter for me, as I said, but I'm very wary of the gate. What happens with the map? Okay. Race nine is the Geisel Park Mile, $100,000, 84 plus. And uh, not a bad race, this, with the Spruker, Beret, Pro Consent, a couple of others. It's a good, uh, I guess, spread of weights with Vital Silver, the 62 top weight down to 54 limit with Saleya, the King, and Utgard Loki. Cripper? Good race. Initial thoughts? Look. Obviously, the Spruker and Pro Consent are going to headline the market. They were so close to each other last start. Probably Pro Consent got up through a 10 out of 10 ride by CJP, like just with the way the track was playing that day for him to get off the fence from Barry one, one yeah. wasn't it? Yeah it, was, uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. I think there's enough reasons to suggest that the Spruker will be able to turn the tables. There's a one and a half kilo weight swing. He's got the barrier advantage, and from there, I reckon that yeah, that should be enough. In saying that, the only thing the Spruker does have in his favour is just the extra distance. Mm. I always thought he looked when he came back to the fourteen hundred two starts ago. I thought that was a query, and now he gets back out to his Petri for the mile. Who pro consent? Pro consent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised that CJP has elected to ride Beret. I would have definitely mm. stuck with pro consent, but. In short, the Spruker on top for me, I've marked him $3, currently bang on $3. Mm. So from a betting point of view, no interest. I think the winner will come from one of those three, Dom Deschutes and Saleo, not much between them last start, but it's hard to make a case that they would be able to turn the tables on the two that they uh, well, that beat them last start. Saleo's best chance, I reckon, would be to try and lead almost because there's not much other speed in this. Yep. Like, yeah, I don't think it's impossible. How about the King? What a great race name. What a great horse. BJ was just saying off here, it's named after him. Yeah. <laughs> the King. The King. Do you know what race? I love when in the trials too, like? how he's calling it. Yeah, oh, the King. The he king. loves it. Um, have you seen, did you see what race it won? Because it's only won one over 18. Was it overseas? Yeah, it was an Iron Island maiden. Mile maiden. It was an Irish mile maiden, so it's it's uh yeah quite incredible. A bit of intrigue to the race, though. Does the king? It's uh it's always nice to see a little bit of point of difference. Um, give yeah, it any point chance? Of difference go around. No, I give it absolutely none. If it beats me, so be it. It's not yeah. my day if it beats me. Um, a bit disappointed with Beret last start. They scratched it, and there's nothing in the, nothing in the report to tell yeah. us why they missed that particular run but I, I always take horses on off 35 days I'm with Crip I think CJP probably went the, the wrong way there um, yeah everything for me is in the Spruikers thing I I went pretty hard with my pricing knowing that I just wanted to be on I just feel like this is your winner I yeah. just feel like the Spruker had to race without cover last start took pro content the whole way and only got it by under half a length so this is my best of the day um, I'm $2 about 2 30 I think I was the Spruker and again I'm 
probably pricing a horse so I can just make sure I yeah. get to have a bet, you know. But um, yeah, any, anything around triple your money is it's uh, that's plenty for me. So yeah, it's Spruker. Yeah, Spruker for me as well. I uh, concur with what you guys were saying. The Soleil missing the kick last start just allowed. So Soleil's jumped from two and Pro Consent's jumped from one and Soleil missed the kick, just gave the CJP an opening to mm -hmm. get off and ended up, Soleil ended up going to the fence and was leaders, lead, leaders back and Ber Ber not Berry, Pro Consent was in the 1-1 one, one and uh, you could just see Pro Consent was coiled up and Sean McGrady had to apply a bit of pressure to Laurentinio, the leader, because it was a... It was a danger as well, and just uh, yeah, just a real bulldog. The Spruker, he just he was he could have been beaten length and a half, and you would have thought, oh well, that's fair enough. Like did the work outside the leader, pretty genuine tempo, and just the horse that had the better run smack. But just the way that he made it hard for Pro Consent was just like, okay, this is a real racehorse, the Spruker. So I'm with you, Spruker on top. Yep. All right, charging through six six twelve p.m. Late old finish. Mm. Geez, right, won't roll back into Perth until seven and a half. Maybe later if we're celebrating a the win of Yemen last. Yemen last. Yeah, geez, I'd say <laughs> that'd be something, wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, it's time for the get out stakes, BJ. S T E A K S. Have you won a get out stakes? I won one. You won one. Yeah, so back a while to Yemen last. Had a friend who's in the horse, Cam Hunter. He messaged me yesterday, and yeah, he doesn't. He's not a huge follower of racing. As he mm. doesn't price his own markets, and he messaged me. He said, "What price do you have Yemen last?" and I actually had it 999 to one. <laughs> I, I felt bad. So I think I gave it about two extra legs. So I've got it 322 to one now. Oh, shit. I, I really didn't have the heart to say it. The lad said to me, do we take the 50s and the 10s? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, go on Betfair and, uh, yeah, you might get the 50s for the win about the place. So just uh, hold fire. But, um, Was it, did, did you run out of characters on GTX? Did you follow 900? <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't, doesn't, doesn't right. prize anything over 1,000 to 1. So. Watch her first trial. We're going to ride her cold on Saturday. Watch her first trial. She repeats that and spin the knife, won't know what's happened. <laughs> I'm assuming that Luke also said that's the pick of his two. Yeah. Hey, oh, comfortably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comfortably, comfortably the pick of the two. So, yeah, yeah, he'll be hoping Spin the Knife can um, hold on for the exactor. Yeah, Cripper was a recent Get Out Stakes winner, weren't you? No, it was a late streak, so it would have been. Oh, no, you just, yeah. yeah did you... Oh, I was, I'll tell you what, I've been stiff in the <laughs> Get Out Stakes. Mastermind, I can't buy one. Now, my, my worst beat was. Back late last year, Bruce Almighty won at about 11 bucks and I was 0 0.01, or oh. 0.1 length, sorry, offered and someone's got 0 0.05 or something like that. That's stiff when you get close, especially yeah. when the price is early. Yeah, yeah, the one when it beats really ain't silly. Yeah. yeah. I think Dane's been a bit stiff on occasions as well. Yeah, he's, he's always sort of lurking around the mark. Yeah, Daney. Get it off the, uh, over the line. But anyway, get out stakes, extremely popular. Twitter-based competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Timmy and his team swing past, say good day, and uh, he will look after all out the 1 1 faithful, that is for sure and certain. Congratulations to episode 112 winner, Paul Griffin. Griffo was nearest the pin with his double spice prediction, lifted over the line by a bustling Lakdar Ramily. Was there a protest in the last last week? It was. It was. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. Switched off by that stage. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing in that, was it? I did actually do watch the replay. Sorry. Mm, yeah. It was a bit of a similar to Sun Suns one. I think it was a. I've just sat three deep and then let the winner out my inside <laughs> when I could have held my line. But I'm, I'm talking like I've had something on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so well done, Griffo. Uh, get stuck into those gourmet uh, market city meats beefs. So uh, now to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, race 10 at Pinjara on Saturday. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think wins. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And Terry, we can never forget Sam White. First, Sam in, White rule. first in best dress, BJ. First in best dress. Race 10. It's a long old day out at uh, Pinjarra Park for Magic Millions, but uh, we get to the last and it is the Darling View Thoroughbreds remembering I'm all the talk handicap. Sadly, I'm all the talk. One of the rising stars of the WA breeding industry. I'm uh, a single sadly, man. Sadly, passed away. So um, uh, I think the Spruik is what I'm all the talk. But watch mm-hmm. me dance. Uh, quite a um, quite a number of high quality young horses. Only young stallion as well. So very very uh, big loss to the industry and to Darling View Thoroughbreds, who recently purchased him from Mungrup Stud. But uh, we roll on into this race and. Is this D-Day for the once superstar sprinting mare, Clairvoyance? She's on the quick backup seven days after last uh, last week's scenic blast when she was three wide the entire and faded to f- uh, finish 12th, beaten five lengths. What are your th- initial thoughts, well, Cripper? I knew yesterday when Clairvoyance went out favourite, I thought, well, I'll be able to just tell who Terry likes here because I knew you would obviously mark her much longer and therefore there'd be value actually. elsewhere. I got a 290. No. I got clever ones. You back Sun Sun, haven't you? No. Really? No. I I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to declare one though. Okay. Good. I've got, I do have Clairvoyance 290 actually though. So no, I'm interested in your thoughts, Clairvoyance first. So I was, yeah, as we know, I was on her last start um, based on the reasons I liked her last start from her first up run. I didn't see last start. Like I know she got caught deep, but she was gone before the turn. Like we were saying off air that. You know when Jason Whiting, who's a really patient rider, has gone stuff this. I'm getting off her back at the 500. That she just was travelling so poorly. Yeah, and it wasn't taken. Whereas yeah, first yeah. up, I know she faded late, and then you take into account the tongue tie, uh, the Norton bit issues that she had. But she still showed that really good sort of burst of acceleration. Like she just looked like she, she was back. Yeah, Australia. she did, yeah. and <laughs> she just didn't look anything like that last start. So yep, I've jumped ship. In saying that, didn't really find anything with a degree of confidence to beat her. Probably for me, if I've gunned ahead, had to bet in the last, which after 10 races at Pindara and a few beers, I probably will be doing, but <laughs> probably have something on comes a time. Thought he was quite good last start when getting held up at a crucial stage. His trial before that was really good. He, he did go to a new level first up on the figures, which does somewhat concern me because he was unlucky. So if he had even luck, he might've been proved by two lengths. But in saying that, as good, a, as, well. as good a trainer as Justin Warwick is, sprinters were never really his go. So Michael Grantham might be able to find a length or two in this galloper. And at around the $7.50, um, oh yeah, I think he's, uh, you could have something, do worse than have saying on comes a time. Yeah, I was on comes a time first up. And you're right, just was in a sort of half a decent spot. And then at the crucial moment, just sort of got impeded and shuffled. And the winner was, I think this will test you, was off and gone. And yep. But Brad had to come from the rail and push out. And um, and that's probably the other key as well. Chris jumps on for Brad. Um, obviously, Chris is flying and mm. really like Brad as a jockey, but he's just not in his uh, purple patch of form at the moment. Cripper, uh, I noticed that they, the, the stable put the blinkers on clairvoyance and then they've ripped the blinkers off and gone for well, they sought permission from the stewards to rip the blinkers off they've gone to the the winkers so quick backups uh change of riders change of gears the it feels like the stable is sort of you know reaching a touch um but 
This is the first race for the prep that she's going to find a comfortable lead, though, isn't it? Down in down in grade, um, but you're right. She she's just overcome so much just to get back up and racing again. And the fact that she's been through the wars and then had that real gut buster first up and no luck and faded last Saturday, uh, it'll be I reckon it'll be quite a significant training performance from Darren McAuliffe just to uh, just to get her to recalibrate and win on on Saturday. But if she's gonna bounce back, this is the race to do it. Otherwise, it could be spell time. Guru. How many lengths, Crip, off her best does she need to be to win? Can she be, say, three lengths or close to her best? Can she be like three lengths off her best and still win it? Yeah, she could be three and a half lengths off her best yeah, and still win it. Yeah, calculate about three or so. That's that's really interesting, isn't mm. it, in that sense? Because um, there's no other leaders in this either. So she should – she hasn't been jumping well, but she should easily muster through. Like uh, a smart ride on a horse like Sun Sun or Comes a Time and like zipping straight yeah. to that fancy if she is a step slow, that that would end her. She's yeah. gone then. Korea. Um, well, it could be a lot, yeah. Uh, hopefully not for Timo. I, I still, I, I still managed to get her to two dollars ninety, and I'm not backing it. I'm backing, and I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. So I, I was three dollars clear once. Yeah, I, I was. It's just a funny one. I didn't know what to. Yeah, you just had to basically mark a price that you you felt was fair. I, I said I looked at that whole taking X amount of lengths off. She's going to get that spot. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got, I think it's, um, I think it's Craig Staples to send us home on a winner here, um, with a, with you know what, with a real degree of confidence as well. Actually, it's taken all day to really want to step into one, but I'm, I've been excited about a bet on a Saturday. Um, I'm actually pretty happy with the Spruker, but that's three bucks. That's not all that exciting. I've been as excited about a bet on a Saturday as this for, for quite some time. The current price. Like it's really handy um, with with the data knowing what they're likely to trade, and then this you've probably got this mid teens or something, correct? Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. I mean, the current price is about twelve, so there's no there's no need to rush to to dive in. I just think EOAs is absolutely low flying at the moment. Last time out, carried sixty one and a half on a hot tempo. Um, Chase down Fanta, who obviously came out and won last week, albeit on a very suitable surface. But to yeah, to lengthen with the sixty-one and a half, I, I thought that was one of the better wins that I've seen in, in quite some time. Um, and then even if you look at the run before that over the thousand metres behind Miss Kentucky, they tried to ride the guts out of Eorways and they held fourth spot, never had a back in run because there was a gap between Merv and, and Eorways, so it was probably three horses off. Um, never gave up the ghost at all. And I don't think he suited to not having a back and chasing the entirety. Should have beaten Island Charm the start before, was one of the biggest morals you'll beat in of all time. And mm. before that, he beat a uh, who was breathing fire at the time, go, go forward. forward. So yeah. Eorways is best runs. We know it's from the past, it's best runs are more than capable of winning a race like this. And I believe Eorways. Eorways is at its absolute best at the moment and um, loves Pinjaro. He's really evolved, hasn't he? It's not just yep. like a get back sort of the thousand best, That's what I love. So last last win, that Fanta race. Did you back anything that race, Crip? Still getting over that. And this is why I keep going, but I'll, I'll chime in after and play devil's advocate with Eorways. So. Okay. Um, but I, I look at that race. Do you know how they're sort of separated into two fields? So the second field is where he always usually would have been, but he had the pace early doors to sort of use his semi-gate to hold um, a spot in eighth rather than being back 12th and the race being over. So being in seventh, Garrett Barrier 7, I think he can hold a spot uh, midfield, just rear of midfield, get central. And um, I just think he's uh, capable of finishing over all of them apart from Clairvoyance. If she runs her best, Clairvoyance wins. We all know that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, capable of finishing over all of them. Crip, what do you got for me? <laughs> Oh, it's that, going to be a long bus ride home for you. That, always wins. That Fanta defeat, my God, that's uh, they don't come much. Nothing sick about it because it had every chance. But just when you get that feeling, this horse is home and hose, mm. and you get done like that. But 
Obviously, I've watched that race a fair few times. Yeah, I would have deleted it if I was you. <laughs> trying to uh, just see how that happened. And the one thing I played devil's advocate with E always. Firstly, he got he couldn't have got a better card into the race mm-hmm. from Travello. Like I was just so angry about like had early jet took off like and just really around that bend just was just motoring past horses in the uh, one off the fence line and just dropped him off at the top of the straight and said, "All right, here you go, run down the leader." And also. <laughs> Just with the Fanta form line, obviously one last start, but did absolutely walk. And Kendall's dad made a race of it, which I'm just querying mm. how like that Kendall, horse is. I like Kendall's form. You do? Yeah. Okay. Maybe the same. But yeah, because I actually went into this race wanting to find E always. Okay. And, um, so I've tried to give him a bit his, of redemption. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat him, join him. So I, yeah, I wanted to, I've marked him sort of as short as what I could, but yep. yeah, just couldn't get him much shorter than 12 bucks. But like you said, if he drifts, we'll. I might be uh, with you in the last. Yeah, I just hope there's the right back. I mean, in front we've got you got sort of Sun Sun comes at times. Serenity Bay might try and hold a spot a, a little bit closer uh, to the Vital Blast from a little bit outside of Mini Winnie. So there's there's plenty of horses there that could take us into the race as well. Um, yeah, the, the thing that I mean, the, a lot of aspects came into this. It's a sort of a, it's a smaller stable. It's a Craig Stables isn't getting too many rides uh, at the moment, but it's it's the same stable. It's the same jockey. There's nothing different. Like I'm not allowing for anything different. It's his favourite deck. Uh, I think the 1200 metres is his trip. Um, and if Clairvoyance does start paddling late, uh, it's either a horse that'll be just on him like a sun sun comes a time who gets him, mm-hmm. um, or I think it'll be Eagle Ways, which finishes over the top. So I think the, the boy you just said it over the four chances. Because yeah. yep. I don't think a horse like Platinum Bullet's going to be able to out sprint Eagle Ways. Rain of Fire was going good, but then was scratched with hoof soreness and was pretty disappointing last start. So let's see if Colin Webster can. Turn his form around, but until he does, I'll probably take him on. And after that, I didn't give the rest of them much chance. Yep. No love for uh, Solid Azza, who won the last race on this uh, this exact card yeah. last year. <laughs> Grew down the outside. 60 plus last year. It's going to have to win a 72 win, plus. Have to go past E always and past uh, comes a time and sun. Actually, that was two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, last year was. Cripper Pinjari Magic Millions Day. Yes, yeah. that's right. So two years ago, Solid as a last race of the day. Yep. Uh, On a day where I don't think anything made beat, much ground. Beat sweet dream. And it, yeah, came right down the centre of the uh, centre of the deck. So, yeah. Um, no, I, I find it hard to have Solid as. It has to get past a lot of good horses. Yeah, yeah. We'll be probably be behind your ways, and I don't think she'll be out sprinting him. So that brings our preview to a close. We'll be back. Who did you tip? With our, I tipped Claire Vance on top. Could uh, you back it with a degree of confidence? No, I, I marked her three dollars. Uh, I was interested, really interested, in what you hear, uh, said about the ratings. How she's got that bit of wiggle room, um, less pressure. She just hasn't been able to come up for air. These two, I just think if she's, I, I have to trust Darren McAuliffe that he's got such a valuable and talented horse that he's he wouldn't be taking her the races unless he was confident that she was going to perform. So one more chance for me for clairvoyance. I'm hoping for like three fifty maybe on bet. Is Darren ever? Confident they'll perform. And could she decrease her value by failing? Well, I was having a chat to one of the owners last Sunday actually about this. So I'm not really 100% sure how how that would work, but you think it def- definitely takes some of the luster off. Terry made a good point when we were discussing it yesterday just about what 
like say she never started, she never raced this prep. You've always got that thing in the back of your mind. Was Clairvoyance the next Fabergino? Do you know what I mean? So do oh, you even, do, even better, was even the next be- buffering? You know, like so <laughs> that get that gets factored into well, you factored can, you into can, the price. Like, you can what if it for sale price and stuff. And now oh, you've yeah. sort of seen her come back and have a little bit of a failure. Especially, so. and I know like a lot of breeders use the figures that you would use. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to, for assessing, you know, uh, for projecting what sort of horse they were if they were only had a limited career. So you'd have to imagine that it is decreasing her value but i'm not 100 across all that but uh, i just uh, like to see her back to her best and if she's going to get every opportunity to showcase what she can do on saturday she's going to lead she's got a claim there for holly watson dropping in grade it's all set up for her to perform and she either does or she doesn't so i was yeah sort of i marked her 350 but um probably looking for Something better, bet fair, late. Looking forward to seeing what the market does. Because yeah. I reckon she could start 240. She could she start could 240 start four or bucks. four bucks, yeah. I'm just, one thing I just have picked up, or not of late, but in general, is the market can be very unforgiving. And just how badly she was gone on the turn last half. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. That's all I'll say. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be back with our bet fair best, our Maddies, and our Lays for Magic Moons Day. Okay, we return with our Betfair Best Betting Propositions of Magic Millions Day. Daniel Cripps, what's your Betfair Best? Look, boring, but I'm going to keep it simple, stupid. Race seven, number one, spin the knife. $1.80 is technically value. J-Dub, put it to your mouthies. <laughs> oh, have, no. have the car. <laughs> no, have whatever you no. want. 80% return in about a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. J-Dub. That's what your missus says too. Um, oh, no, no, no. J-Dub. J-Dub. Yeah, eh? I didn't see that, did I? I might need to throw a few more in your quaddy now. <laughs> oh, Yemen's price is just half. That's good. Uh, BJ, your best. Same as Cripper. But actually, I'll deviate. I'm going to – me and Brad McManus are going to be uh, like a dynamic duo here. Prize miss, my bet fair best for uh, on uh, Magic Man's Day. You guys have lost it. Just back in a horse because it's colours, half wits. <laughs> Uh, Your bet fair best, Terence? Um, lay the prize, Mr. Place. No, my best is um, uh, number three. Race nine, number three, the Spreaker. So Good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, anything. Three bucks is a great price. I think that's tickled pink with three bucks. Tickled. Tickled. Tickled pink. Uh, Maddie, we're looking for something currently 20 to 1, 20, $21 plus. Always a challenge, Cripper. Uh, Maddie Mantelli multied into Spin the Knife. Oh, the Maltina. Mm. Funky, cold Maltina. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't mind that one. Uh, I don't mind that. Okay, Beach. Uh, I priced Material Witness significantly shorter oh. than its current odds. So I think I actually tipped, but I have to go. I tipped Material Witness in a race with Bernie to survive the other day. So I've got to follow up. Material Witness is mad madness at $21, $22, Better bet fair on the day. Probably can't read my writing well there, but it says R5 Matt W. So I'm $9 Material Witness. It's, uh, yeah, there's $20 plus 21s at some agencies. So Bob's your uncle. Material Witness. Tell you what, there'll be some scenes on, <laughs> there'll be some scenes on track if we can get Material Witness up. We'd love to see it run second to Newhead, though. Mm, right. Dead heat. Dead heat, yeah. Not, not a reverse. No. Quinella. Jeez, I, hope I, I hope I own a winner on the day. That would be, yeah, that would be great. That would be why. I still only had one Saturday winner. Mm. I spoke to the Rawa staff last Sunday. There's a Vantage for the owners of the day. You know, the, mm. the Vantage Bar at Ascot, they're going to be recreating that at Pinjarra. So oh. 
lookout vantage bar. It's lots of free drinks for me. Yeah, so uh, good luck, Terry. It's a bit happening on Magic Millions Day for yourself. What's your lay of the day? Lay of the day for me, fellas, is race two, Gallant Ranger. Makes sense when I've marked a race, $7 a field, and there's a horse in it at $3.70. Yeah. Like it. Uh, race number four, um, prize miss. Prize miss? Probably 100%. It's my lie, yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, will be a re- genuinely, especially if I have a bad two last races, that'll be a tough journey home if prize miss wins with Brad, especially Brad. I reckon I can handle you, BJ. You're not, a, you're not as obnoxious, but Brad. He's not a boot. You're not a boot kicker. Out <laughs> oh, my God. No, Brad loves kicking leather. So I'm, yeah. I'm with Terry. I'm really keen on the Spruker in, uh, for uh, old SJ in the Pinjarra Mile. So I'm going to take on a beret off the off the break. Um, coming out of Mayor's Company, I think I think the Spruker and Pro Consent have an edge on on Beret, and she's my lay of the day. Who'd you lay last week? Something at 12 to 1 or something? Acro Manchelin yeah. almost won. Oh, <laughs> try, Crip, try and tell me something wasn't up there. So Acro Manchelin looked mapped horribly. I know yeah. it was playing on pace, but you got Sassy Trader and Mood Swings. He's settled last and second last. Mood Swings like, was a big runner. They saw Sassy Trader yeah, yeah. huge as well. Like, Actually, Acro Manchelin was a big runner as well. So, um, but he was funny in the fierce interview yeah. before the race, though. It was just, um, yeah, black and white. That'd be fine in the front. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll cross. I like, that's good. Man. I like yeah. that language, yeah. though, because it makes the others think. But, um, yeah, do you know who my favourite horse is? This is sincere as well. Pink Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Love Pink Carrots as a racehorse. Because <laughs> I, um, I backed Pink Carrot second up and was talking to Justin Mercado, Bocca Betts, um, in the upcoming week. And, uh, and he said, hey, why'd you back that cat? So then didn't message him after its next win, but after its win on Saturday, I said, I said, yeah, cat, isn't it? And I said, by the way, I haven't had a cent on it this last two. Oh, dear, worst part was I've you know who won that. You know who won that day? It was Carly's Carmel, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Star oh, present second. Yeah. So. yeah, that went good yesterday. Star present. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that is uh, Magic Millions Day uh, run and done as far as our previous concerned guru. So. Certainly is. Certainly is. Looking forward to uh, to heading out there with the lads. Got a good little uh, good little bunch. Battlers heading out on course. Daney, Daney Hollingworth. It's always good to have Daney around for a uh, quiet one. Who else coming? Pistol Pete, Pistol Bradley, Pete Laith, yeah. Tommy. All right, Troy, yeah. Just, nah. Brad Russell, one, one faithful. Yep. All Australians yeah. all on it, really. Yeah, it Can't is. Nah, it's a good little crew. We should, um, yeah, we should all run honest, consistent races, and hopefully we can find a winner or two. Next week, we're going to have Tommy on next week. We'll, we'll reconvene because we were going to get him on for the week before the Magic Millions. Um, Tommy Johnston. Tommy J. Yeah. TJ. Uh, it was quick. I ran into him at, uh, what's the hill called in Scarborough? The big hill. Sunset Hill or something? Don't know. That'd be your type of go. No, I'm not sure so. Okay. Um, I don't know why you got pinged for that. <laughs> um, yeah, ran into Tommy there. He was with a couple of his friends and uh, first thing he said to me, all-time Philip Jadavi on Sunday. <laughs> I was pretty happy with himself, so I'm sure we'll hear more about that luckily on the – tell you what, off topic, but if you go and watch that race back, just pretend that you're on try for us mm-hmm. and watch the race and it is like worse than Fanta. Like Jadavi actually like goes of off God's the screen stuff. twice in the straight. <laughs> it's that far off and like – you would, oh, it would be a proper coma. Yeah, well, Tommy knew. He did. Tommy knew. So, um, so yeah, we'll have Tommy on in the next couple of weeks. We'll organise a big in-depth interview with someone as well. Due to get a big, big participant on. There's plenty we're still to uh, deep dive with. But, uh, Crip, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Crip. Always a pleasure, boys. Uh, enjoy 
the days when I, I get the call up. So, um, yeah, on to Saturday. Yeah, next time you've got a, a big card in play, we'll uh, we'll have you back again, hopefully in not too long. And, uh, yeah. Toby Dunn, go for five next week. Yeah, well done to T Dunn. We're going to stop him next week. I've had enough. Yeah. I've had enough of T Dunn. I'm done with Dunn. I'm Dwayne Dunn. I'm Riley Dunn. I'm Lyndon Dunn. We've done. Yeah. That's all the Dunns I can think of. I reckon it's time to wind it up. Until done next week. Done to death. Yeah, done to death. Yeah. I'll be like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week on the 1 1.